don't mean anything But thanks for listening yeah. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 207 of We Say Things Suns fan here with Cinderin and Soxa Greetings Mr. Soxa, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks for having me and, uh, yeah. Great to have you, but before you can speak any further This episode, <laughs> of course, <laughs> is sponsored by Manscaped Fresh ball fall is upon us And you need to be in the festive spirit Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may, may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. Get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using We Say Things 20 for 20% off and free shipping. So thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. If you guys need to shave your balls, which I would recommend, especially if you're really hairy or if you're even partially Middle Eastern like me, you need to do that. Just trust. And Manscaped's the best place to do that. Again, we say things 20, promo code at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Also, thank you to our In Bruges tier. Senator, uh, do you have this open? I do not. You're I, reading all of them. I can see you don't have it open. That's why I asked. All right. Thank you to everybody on In Bruges tier. Zar Zar. Honestly, I just want to hear Sin and Suns fan read my name. The Shaz cast. Suns fan Sauna Scrote. Mr. I love the NBA segment. I will be out two weeks on vacation. Please wait until I'm back to resume our long forgotten most loved. Monkey Man asks, how much Shaden Freud have you two been maintaining in your veins this week with the new report system? Pepper Balls, T-Coil, Rupus, Q Lose is ready to praise the podcast. Stupid co-pilot. D2 Bowie. Lab Dota. Yataro does it again. Cinderin. Magdev. Hats off to Valve for the recent updates. Next up, marketing? Question mark. Games for falling asleep. We'll see you in Seattle. Well, we'll see about that. Disco Farm D. The Mega Pope. Zan Xavier. Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroats. Shark TM. Antiquely Seasoned Goat Balls. Janie. Dop. Nothing to see here. Underscore Man. Guitar Strings. Eve Ramort. Ben Broomhead is Ben Broomhead is Ben Broomhead. Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous. And sadly, he didn't update his name in time because we're doing this episode a little bit earlier. During the Senior Olympics in 2015, 100-year-old American Donald Pellman, Pellyman, sprinted 100 meters in 26.99 seconds, Mr. Niebling. Soxa, how fast can you run 100 meters? Um, I don't know. 13 seconds? 13. Hmm, okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I have I don't even know what 100 meters is. So, anyway, welcome to the show, Soxa. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, before we get started again, this is the rapid fire initiation. So I'm going to give you two things, and you pick one, okay? And it's got to be quick. Historically, our guests have been really fucking slow. Can you beat them? Okay. So I just need to be two things. That's it. Like one of the two things. I'm gonna. Yeah, one of the two things that I say, and we just keep going down the line, okay? Okay. Beach or snow? Snow. Dressing up or dressing down? Dressing down. Chipotle or Zupas? Chipotle. Cake or pie? Cake. Okay, do you know what Zupas is? Do you remember? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when Soxa was living here in the, in the States with us, briefly, on D.C., there's a place that you loved. It was called Cafe Zupas. It was like it had salads and soups and stuff. You have no That's memory of this. 
No, it sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know. I just don't remember anything specifically from it. But you love Chipotle, right? Yeah, that I love for yeah. sure. I can I can get on board with that. Okay, so anyway, uh, Soxa, tell us why you're on the podcast because you did something that I th- feel like no other player has done, which is come up to us. <laughs> Actually, you, you tell the story. What happened? Like the one in Riyadh or what? No, no, no. Where, it, where were we? What event oh, was yeah, that? Oh, yeah, Berlin. Yeah, yeah, Berlin after party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell it. Oh. Okay, I came up to you. I sat down, talked, and I asked, why didn't you invite me on the podcast yet? <laughs> That's right. So here you are. <laughs> it's a long time coming. Uh, yeah. you, you got really upset, of course, when we had Quinn on before you, right? You were livid. Yeah, really upset, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yep. Okay. Can't believe you did it. So let's get started with the guest episode. So as people may or may not know, the ones that haven't watched the guest episodes, typically we'll just do a chronological order of your life and then get to more recent events. Uh, so tell us about your early life in general, like before gaming, if that's even a thing. Well, I mean, I kind of started gaming like early, I guess you can say, because I had my first PC when I was like three years old. I mean, I had like an older brother, so they kind of bought the PC for him, but I also got kind of got to use it when I was like three. So I kind of started gaming like early. Like I started playing like StarCraft, I think was the first game I ever played. When you were three, you played StarCraft. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like, I was a kid. I was probably not good. I was just clicking buttons and shit, you know? It's like, but I still played, I remember. Um, I don't know. Other than that game, I'm really not sure what played, what I played exactly, but that's when I started. Was that Brood War or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Where, where, where is this though? Macedonia? Yep. Okay. Macedonia. I, I need I a little history it. lesson, by the way, because uh, it was the first time I Googled Macedonia. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, that's, maybe that's not true. It's called North Macedonia. Yeah, so they changed the, the name. So what's they the changed the name of... a few years back because the Greeks don't want us to have the name Macedonia because it was like a region in Greece or whatever. There's like a bunch of political bullshit going for like 20 mm-hmm. or 30 years now. And yeah, now they changed the name a few years back. So... Hopefully, we can join the European Union. That's the goal, I think. I see. And yeah, I don't know what you want other than history. We were part of Yugoslavia like 30 years ago. Hmm. I remember yep. Yugoslavia. Boy, I'm old. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, so yeah, tell us where, where exactly did you grow up? What was your early life like? All that good stuff, along with the story. Well, even, I mean, Macedonia is like a small country, and even Macedonia, I grew up in like a village, basically. It was like a small place with like 10,000 people. And I've lived here for like most of my life. I'm here right now. And uh, yeah. In the same village or in Macedonia in general? Uh, right now in the same village. Like I lived in the capital for like a few years. I'm probably going to live there as well. Like I'm with, I bought like an apartment a while back and I'm going to move there soon. Okay. But yeah, for now I'm like at uh, my parents' place. And even though this is jumping the gun a bit, I'm just now that we're talking about Macedonia, you were the first Macedonian, I remember this, to qualify the TI. Did you care at all? I mean, obviously you cared about qualifying the TI, but is there any like nationalistic pride or anything like that with you? Mm, yeah. I mean, I feel like for gamers, like especially like in Dota and other stuff, like from my country, I feel like there's very few that you see coming out. Even like up until recently, there was like a CSGO player that played the major. And other than that, I don't know, I haven't seen anyone else. 
So mm-hmm. I mean, there is like a little bit of pride in that because it's it's it is a lot harder to get out here because you don't really have like I mean back then I didn't have like good PCs, good internet, and stuff like that, and even like connections or like people. So I feel like it was kind of harder. So I do take some pride in that. Okay, so take us through uh, the gaming side then. Uh, is there any, other than StarCraft? Was there anything else that you played before you got into Dota? Um, yeah, uh, I remember going to LAN, LAN cafes like super early, even like when I was like eight years old, going to like arcades and stuff. Uh, this was like one of the old, some older games, you know. And I remember at some point in LAN cafes we started playing like Warcraft Three. We played, we played like Counter Strike, we played Quake. I think it existed back then. I know we played like a lot of games. Like I can't even remember all of them. But yeah, it was like mostly just the LAN cafe area, like all these social games and Call of Duty and stuff like that. Are you good at first-person shooter stocks? Huh? I think so. Yeah. Do you have you I played... did play. What I played like Counter Counter Strike like one point six like a while later, like a team for like a year. We like. It was like a LAN cafe here. We played like every day, like scrims and stuff even. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't play when you were on the team because I played a, a little bit with Hot. Maybe it wasn't Counter-Strike, though. I think he was playing Call of Duty or some garbage FPS game. No, and... I remember Weehaw playing Counter-Strike. I think I played with him sometimes as well. Okay, so you just avoided me. Okay, we'll get to that a little later, uh, <laughs> sure. of course. Okay, so you said part of one of those games was Warcraft. Um and I assume that's how you played Dota for the first time, unless you switched. Did you you started with Dota one, right? Yeah, I started with Dota one like way like in the beginning. I think it was even like I remember like like the old game where it's like the all the recipes were like the TP scrolls and stuff. I don't know oh, if you I remember that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I played like very much near the beginning. I remember playing Warcraft. Like one of my friends, we were like in first grade. And we didn't know like you could upgrade like the like the throne or whatever like the the main building when you start the game. We didn't know you could upgrade it, so we just play with like all the basic like a uh, basic summons like from the barracks, you know, the the first guys like the footmen. We just played with the footmen and the archers, and that's it. We didn't know you could upgrade. <laughs> and then like later, my brother came up with like, "What the fuck are you doing? You know, upgrade your stuff." And then we finally realized you could play that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of learning on your own in games like that is actually hilarious because you you start creating these meta games that are actually awful, right? When you actually play competitively, they just don't stand. Like I had a friend that would only build towers in Warcraft, and he had like a ninety nine percent win rate or something insane to the point where Frozen Throne came out and they nerfed the shit out of towers, and he takes it personally that it was all him, of course, doing that. Uh, so you have you have a brother then? How many siblings? Yeah, uh, one brother. He's like five years older. Yeah, we met. I think I met him uh, at TI one year. Yeah, he was TI6. Okay. So for Dota 1, did you, was it just a casual thing? Yeah. I mean, I remember in the lack of a, like everybody was playing it and me and my friends were playing it. And it was pretty casual at first. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't even like one of the best players or whatever. I was kind of like one of the good ones at first. So. I don't know, you just started from there, I guess. Okay, and then Dota 2 comes out, and then how fast do you transition over? Uh, I mean, it took me a while. I mean, even Dota 1, like... I mean, Dota 1, it was like a long time for me, honestly. Like, I played like this for five years or something. 
And I remember playing in teams. I remember going to my first LAN at like when I was like 12 or something, or 13. And I just remember like my hands were shaking so much. Like I was, because <laughs> we were playing like these old barracks. And uh, the, the way I was sitting, like all the people were like behind me watching me. And I was like so nervous, like the first 15 minutes. And then I was beasting like the, the, <laughs> lead, uh, the rest of the game. But then we still lost because we played one of the favorites of the tournament. And my team was like not so good. And that was like I think one of the only lands I lost in my country because after that we played like a lot like a lot of lands and I got in like a better team. I remember going to like these lands in like different cities. You don't even know if they're gonna pay you. Sometimes they just give you one third and they say they're gonna pay you, but they never do. <laughs> like we would literally go to these lands and we would just spend more money uh, than we would make there. And but, you know it was like for the love of the game and uh, those times were like really fun. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, I mean you're only what you're 28 or something. How old are you, Sundar? Yeah. You're 30, early 30s? 33. Yeah, so I, I think we can, I'll, I'll pretend I'm around that age. Uh, <laughs> we can all remember these more passionate days. So you were nervous at first. I, I feel like when I, Sundar, were you nervous in like your first land? Do you have any memory of anything like that? Even if it was just like a land cafe or something? I mean, I think I think everybody is a little bit nervous on their first tournaments, right? It's it's the good kind of nervous. It's where you're like, okay, there's actually something at stake. You know, you're, you've prepared for it. You're meant to perform. I think the first lands I played were similar story to him, right? It was like local Danish stuff. You go there, you play with your mates, and maybe it goes well, maybe it doesn't. But it's just a good time, right? But you're still nervous, of course. Um, I think this whole thing with having people stand behind him and watch him play in his very first line, I think is very uncommon, though. So I don't know if you already had like a bit of a reputation or something that you were someone to watch or how come people are actually standing behind you playing. I mean, it was because it was kind of like a crowded place and I was sitting like on the on the edge and the team we were playing, like they were kind of one of the better teams and most of the people watching them. But on our side, like they were kind of all like behind me. Mm. And I think they kind of knew me as like one of the better players on the players on the team you said you were 12 it was everybody else 12 or were they no 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 i mean i remember back then even when i was playing these tournaments i was like usually the the youngest one i mean the guys i was playing with were like either five years or like 10 years older or something but did you look like okay when did your growth spurt kick in because obviously for people that don't know you're six eight which i don't know what that is in meters yeah like 203 centimeters yeah so he's quite there. tall when did that kick in like when you were 12, did you look like you were older? I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, even when I was like young, I was like always tall. I didn't have like a growth spurt. I was kind of like just had like a very gradual like. You just came out of the height. womb really tall. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Born two meters tall. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> did uh, you um? Did you ever play any? leagues in dota 1 because obviously that's some of the memories that some of the old dota players will have is playing in houses like dota pickup or dota invite or ihcs you know these exclusive leagues back then did you get into any of that yeah i mean i first started online dota 1 like in g arena and that's where i played that's where i got my nickname actually saxa and i played in like the local leagues i played like the higher level leagues yeah i played dota invite i think that was uh, I played like these old IRC, like uh, when you would connect and then you would mm -hmm. find a game. And I played Dota Licious, I remember. I remember before Dota 2 came out, I actually started to like become like one of the better players. Like I even remember like at some point I got to play with like the pros, you know. I, had, I played like five games and and then Dota 2, the tournament came out and then I couldn't get like a key <laughs> and I couldn't start playing Dota 2. So I, 
I was getting kind of close, but you know, I never got there. So even like back in 2011 or something, 2010. So how did the name Soxa come about? Well, I remember I had like an old Giorina account. I don't even remember the name. And I put like a gold membership on it. And then the next day I got hacked. Mm. And the guy that hacked me, he, I messaged him and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then he gives me like another account. And that account's name is Soxa. So basically I stole somebody's name. Technically. I mean, the guy stole it, but he gave it to me, you know? (laughs) Identity theft is no joke, guys. Don't... uh... That is the... Okay. That is the (laughs) laziest story about how a player chose their name. I played played on a (laughs) stolen account, and I just kept the name. That's literally the story? How? I don't know. Like, I mean, it was like a (laughs) higher level account, so I... To get into these like uh, rooms, you needed to have, like a higher level account, so I just kept using that one. And I don't mm. know. It's like people started knowing me by that name, so I kind of just kept it, you know. Wait, this Imagine isn't being the guy who hacked you, and then you see you play Pro Dota Two. It's like sucks. I wish I remember how this works. I, I never so played funny. G Arena, so there's no way to change your name. Then I take it easily. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you could rename now. You have to make a new account. In Battle.net, you could just change your name all the time, right? That's what I remember. I, th- I think you had to make a new account. Okay, maybe. As I'm well, on just regular Battle.net. Okay. So. All right, so it was a necessity to keep it, and then it just got to the point where people knew who you were, so you just kept it. So some I mean, random I- hacker out there is very proud of your career right now. He's like, I started yeah. this. Yep. Do you think he kept your name all this time? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I hope so. <laughs> well, uh, what was your account called before it was Saxa? Uh, I don't even remember, to be honest. I don't know. It was just I had like him. I, he's gonna let you know. <laughs> I had like three him. accounts. At, I think at the time, like I just kept making like a new account because I didn't like my old name, so I made a new name and stuff. I don't know. Just kept changing. Okay, so Dota Two comes out. So I'm actually getting lost in the years year here because you said you didn't start out with Dota Two. Uh, like when it came out, you didn't make the transition right away. So when did you make the transition? Like, what year would you say that was? 2012. Oh, like, it's only still, a year later then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I still kept playing Dota One. The thing is, back then I didn't have like a good PC to play Dota Two, so I just kept playing Dota One because I had like a laptop or something I was playing on, <laughs> and it was not good enough to run Dota Dota Two, from what I can remember. Mm. So I just kept playing Dota One, and like there were like many people that switched to Dota Two, and it, all the noobs were kind of left in the other one, so I was just kind of like beasting every game like for like a year, <laughs> and that was my that was my game. Okay, so that that boosted your confidence, and then event. Well, why did you move to Dota Two? Just the regular transition? Was it you upgraded your computer? That I mean, I didn't actually upgrade my computer. I still played on the laptop, but I just got a, finally got a beta key as well. Like that was mm-hmm. the other reason why I couldn't play. I like I didn't have like a beta key. I didn't know like anybody to give me one, so I just couldn't get it. How long did the beta pro? Do you remember, Cinder? How long the beta process lasted? Uh, well, I remember it was August game, of 2011 is when it started, right? Yeah. So we got access. So TI was in August, right? I think August so. 2011, and I think we had two or three weeks head start or something. We so we might have got access in July, maybe. And then TI happened, and then the closed beta ran for months, for sure. I think the open beta wasn't until like mid-2012, if even, right? And then the 
the game was officially out of beta in 2013, oh. right? That's when Valve is counting from. Yeah, that, and I think the reason they counted the game as out of beta then was that most of the heroes were in and the features that they wanted were in or whatever. So it was probably... Maybe Soxa got in a few months before anybody could get in, maybe? I don't know. What do you mean before? You didn't get in through open beta. You said you got a key, right? In 2012. Yeah, but it was kind of like... By that point, like I feel like anybody could get a key because I didn't get like a key from somebody. I just kind of got it from somewhere. I don't know how. Okay. Yeah, I think it was technically closed beta, but at that point, it, people had there were a lot of access. keys. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you start playing Dota two. Did you like it right away? Because I know for me, because I played Dota one, then Han, then Dota two, and I hated Dota two initially because the netcode was horrendous. Like everything just felt clunky compared to Han. Yeah, I I hated it as well. I couldn't get used to it. Like I. The right click was different, right? In Dota 1, you had to like left click or something like to move around, or am I thinking wrong? Because I knew something was like wrong the way the game was for me, and I couldn't just, I just couldn't get used to it. I mean, I did play Warcraft. I played Dota 1 recently on stream, but the yeah. right click was the same, as far as I remember. Okay. Then maybe I was just imagining. But there's a lot I'm of like playing... little stuff that. Yeah. Yeah, the things that I remember. But that's way more specific. But some of the things in the beginning, at least, that would have maybe been fixed when you started playing. But it was stuff like Fog of War was being rendered differently. And maybe some heroes felt differently in terms of like fluidity with movement or spell casting. Maybe it was like buying um, stuff that was like on left click instead of the right click. Hmm, that yeah, maybe sounds possible. Yeah. Yeah. Move, even yeah, moving the shop completely different. Yeah, moving right? items in your inventory was the opposite mouse key. I remember uh, that because sounds right. Yeah, that was something yeah. I that's probably struggled with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, you hated it at like first, it. and then you just kept playing. I take it. Yep. Uh, some of the people that I played Dota one with started switching to Dota two as well, and the lands were all starting to become Dota two. Even like this was still 2013. I was playing lands back here still. I remember there was one land. Even I saw mind control here. He came from Bulgaria to mm. Macedonia to play a land here. And he knew yeah. me from like before, like we played like these leagues and stuff. And I just remember seeing him like in the front, he, like we talked, you know, he intro- introduced himself. He said like after the land, he wants he wanted to play one one with me, Shadow Fiend mid. And I said sure. But then they ended up playing some team. They lost like two zero, and he smashed his mouse and he just left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he's such a mild mannered fellow now. <laughs> That's cool. That's a cool backstory. We don't get to hear that very often. Uh, are there any other players that you ran into before you made it as a pro? Or is it just mind control? Um, I mean, I did play some leagues with some players, but like, no, I didn't like see anyone, anything, talk, talk to anyone. Okay, so you're playing like local lands and whatnot, and then when does that next step up come? Because I know you like well, to, used to like to grind MMR. I don't even know if ranked was a thing back then, though. No, it wasn't. I think it wasn't at least. Like uh I remember it was like at some point I won like a one on one tournament and I got like some big prize and I was still in high school. And then I think like I high school ended for me at some point and I went to university and I just quit Dota. Like I just stopped playing. I still watched a bit, but I, I kinda like had given up on playing the game. And this was like around uh two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. And at some point in 2015, I just quit university and I started playing Dota again. And I think like, I think it was like that moment when I quit university and I, don't know, I had like a huge argument with my parents and stuff about what I'm going to do, you know, 
they said, you know, if you're going to quit, now you're going to be a shepherd and we're going to buy you sheep and that's going to be your job here. <laughs> and um, yeah, then I started playing and it's like, it's like one, that moment, you know, once it's like you don't have any other options and I played, I went to the university and I didn't like want to work like a normal job, you know? So I just started playing like more seriously though, I guess, like, you know, it's like once your back is against the wall and you start looking at this game differently, I just started playing to just improve and to kind of prove myself, you know? And I think ranked was a thing back then. And I just remember like uh, ranking up to like rank one at some point, like I, I was like 6.5 and I just grinded like in three months and I got like to 8k at some point. I was like the third 8k after like We Had Miracle. And after that is like when I got to my first chance to join the pro team. Was that four clovers and leprechaun? Yep. Uh, it was four clovers. Uh, I got invited by like Bambo to join. Mm. Like one of the guys I played with in Macedonia knew him. And he talked to like the guy and then he mentioned and yeah, that's when I joined him. So before we get into your pro career, I just because I know this is probably a little bit later, so we'll just backtrack or whatever. But at one point, you had to correct me. This cat is... Hey, get off the chair. Uh... You had how many number one rank accounts? Like before I was a pro? No, it, I think it was later. But you had like three or four, one, three. two, three, four in the ranking of EU or something like that, right? I had three. How is that possible? I, had four. I mean, back then it was like the support leaderboard as well, so it was easier. Oh, like, was it? Wasn't it? Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, when you were on DC, you played a lot of position one in pubs, and then you just played support in the in our officials. I mean, up until like 2015, I always played like mid and carry. Mm. Like I didn't play like support at all. And it's like even when I ranked up, I still played like mid and carry, and sometimes offlane. But I don't know. It's like I felt like once I gained MMR and started like becoming better, I I saw like support could be like way easier for me. I mean, I also got invited to like join four clovers as the five, so I feel like. Mm. that's why i kind of gave it like a shot to play a five and see how it goes so so i think i think a lot of people might not as the team didn't make that many big events or it was also pr relatively short-lived who did you play with in that team aside from bamboo because i think many people won't recognize the team name uh it was spycat bamboo egm uh, there was a serbian guy at the beginning called swift ending and then we went to the lan that was my first lan in dreamhack where he played with Nikwa, he was playing bit. He was kind of an offlaner though at the time. And I was playing, I was like the captain, and it was like my first LAN. <laughs> Actually, before that, there was going to be another LAN. I remember there was like the Gaming Paradise tournament in. Oh, like a, oh yeah. The one, the one that we oh, yeah. now luckily dodged, but that was going to be my first LAN. Thankfully, it didn't go. And we went to Dreamhack. We got third place. And then we had like a, another LAN right after. We went to like a. Lithuania, and then it was like two parts. There was like a, the second part was in Russia, and that's when I got second place. And then the team split up, did or did you get a better offer, or what happened? What happened after that? Uh, I remember EGM left to join Alliance after. Um, I think we made like a new team with me, PyCat, Bambo. I remember Yapsor was there, and there was like plus one called Mama's Boys. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, we didn't have like very good results at the time, but tried qualifying for the Shanghai Major, didn't make it. Same for the Frankfurt Major. And I remember after, 
Um, I mean, I wanted to keep playing with PyCat, and I really believed in him, and we believed in each other. But um, then I got an offer to join. Like, we actually wanted to make a team first in NA because we felt like it was easier yep, to qualify and stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got uh, to got an offer to try out in DC oh, with man. in DC with like a this was with Aoi, Bulba, Tibon, and Rezo. And yeah. we actually played. I remember playing in this team. We played like 30 scrims or something, and we didn't lose. We only lost like one game or something, and everything was going like super smooth, you know, like everything was going good. We were like even better than the previous DC team. Well, that that was hard not to do. We were fucking awful yeah. before that. Remember you playing? I've told this story a million times, but I remember I used to sit in their scrims. For people that don't know, that was my favorite part of being a part of DC was actually just being in the lobby and watching the scrims uh, and listening to the comms and everything. And you played a lot of Tusk. And I remember after like the first two scrims, I, t- I was talking with Bulba. I'm like, this is literally the best Tusk player I've ever seen. He's like, yeah, I agree. Like, holy shit, we found something here. And that team, even though we never played an official, I don't think, right? No, we didn't. AUI was playing carry. So he made a transition from support to carry because we made some changes and whatnot. And the team looked really good. Like the scrims, yeah. I mean, it's just scrims. But that's one of those like big what if moments. I know that things worked out for everybody in their own way, but I feel like do you think that team would have been good as constructed? I think so. I mean, I feel like it wasn't just that we won scrims; it's like everything was going really smooth. Like the you know the communication that the team there was not there was you know it's usually communication is like usually can it's pretty bad until you get it better. But here it was like good kind of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, everybody was kind of good in their position. Every, it's, sometimes things just kind of click, you know. But then, you know, Artesian Universe <laughs> decided to go to Secret, and they screwed everything up for everybody else. That's right. And, yeah, when the money calls, uh, that's when Bulba and AUI dipped. <laughs> so we had to scramble to try to find a team. Uh, but, yeah, I guess from your... I've never heard your perspective on how that went, because for me it was obviously really stressful... But from your guys' perspective, I think like you guys ended up finding each other, uh, and you weren't beholden to the org. So it was more like I think the reason I was so stressed because we didn't know if we were going to have a team, whereas you guys at least knew relatively yeah. early on that you would have five, right? I mean, it was annoying for us because the team was like very good and we really didn't want them to go to EG, but then they decided to go, and I don't know. I feel like I remember Tiban also left to join C- to coach Secret, so I was. Just- just kind of me and Rezo left, and we didn't really know each other back then, so it wasn't like we were sticking yet. And then I remember I talked to Weha, and he said, him and Misery are going to make like a new team. And he said, like, I got recommended by like some players, and he, we can try that. And then we, uh, Rezo also was in the picture. And then we needed like a fifth player. And we were actually looking for a five, because we thought Misery was going to play offlane. In the end, he decided to play five and captain. I mean, we were considering actually Fogged at the time to play five for us. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, mm. Yeah. He probably doesn't know it either, but yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Mood joined us for offlane. I remember he was playing like on the Archon or something before. So yeah. And then we were looking for an orc. And I remember it was between DC and Cloud9 was also gave us an offer. And I remember Mis- Misery negotiated with like a with you or Tom or whoever. Tom, of course. And, he fucked it all up, but yeah. 
he got like a zero percent cut. Yeah. Plus the salary. Yeah, must be nice. And- Uh, the other thing that that the most important thing for us with dc was that you were gonna help us with like visas and stuff and you were gonna help us with lawyers and everything needed so that's kind of like the biggest reason why we felt to go for dc so you join and we are shit initially right yeah, the scrims were not as good as the previous DC in the beginning. That's for sure. I think uh wasn't uh who was it? It was Weeha playing carry at first, and that was oh, yeah. a disaster. Holy shit. That was so yeah. bad. We were gonna have Weeha carry first and res on it, and then yeah, that did not work out. So we switched <laughs> and it, it immediately was like better. And I remember going to like the US for the first time, finally got my visa and Get, getting off at the airport and i remember you and nikki picking me up and i was like so hyped you know just going from the airport to the house like and we were gonna boot camp there for like a month and, and stuff and you know we were gonna play as the whole team to me this was like super exciting and yeah just very hyped to be there yeah so we got a team house uh actually there's a video on youtube if people want to check it out i think it's just search for digital chaos house tour uh, we got a ha- like we were we had gotten robbed like a few months prior, so we were living in like a temporary house for. We ended up living there for like three years, but I guess that was a couple years prior. But anyway, uh, we were living in this area outside of Phoenix. It's called Anthem, and it was on a literal golf course. It was a really nice area, but it's like so far away from Phoenix. It's like a twenty-minute drive that things were actually not like expensive. So we rented a house that was like within walking distance, kind of from our house so in the same complex and their house was nice when you got when you uh what did you think of the house and like all that stuff because you guys had a pool uh, you ended up sleeping in the same room as we so you're the one that kind of got screwed everybody else got yeah the but I did, I did get the big bed and it's like i got like the master bedroom sort of so it's like yeah i remember just walking in the closet and i could not believe my eyes like this is like i thought this this is bigger than my room back home and like what the what the hell is happening here in the u.s I don't know. It's just for me, it was kind of like exciting because I had always like romanticized the idea of America in my head and finally living in a house, you know, with a pool and stuff with like the, the with the boys. I don't know. It was it was exciting for me. It was it was fun for me as well. Uh, yeah, I think like West Coast U.S. Just everything is big, right? Just you have so much yeah. space. It's really nice. Um, so okay, real quick, your American food assessment i remember you not being super happy with a lot of the fast food that i would stuff down your guys throats am i remembering correctly i mean yeah some of the stuff was just not good (laughs) but some stuff is really good like i like like chipotle and chick-fil-a i think were my top two Ugh, (laughs) chick-fil-a i don't think we had a chick-fil-a close to us so we didn't go there but uh did you out of curiosity because you're more introverted than the other guys like especially Weehan Misery, who would literally take an Uber 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go to a club or something. Because we were, like I said, on the outskirts. Did you like the isolation? Um, I guess so. Yeah. For me, what I didn't like about the US is like you had to take a car to go anywhere. Yeah. And to me, this was like super surprising because here I feel like I could just go take a five-minute walk and I can go to any store or anything I need. You know, Everything is like super in like walking distance. But here I was like so surprised that had to go and drive everywhere too. Well, that's because everything's so... I mean, that's the cost of having a closet that's the size of your house now, right? Isn't it? Everything's huge. 
I think it is great. <laughs> Just get a license and you're fine. See, Cinderin is biased because he still doesn't have a driver's license. Yeah, I don't need I, one. I can just I walk five minutes to the store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't have one either. Oh, oh my! Yeah. Oh my man, this is this. Right, Socks, you need about. to make it your right, goal. Right. By the time you're thirty, you need a license. All right. Don't be Cinderin. I mean, don't be like him. I thought I could get maybe get it while I have my break here, but I haven't started yet, so we'll see. Mm. Uh, okay, anyway, moving forward. So during that DC year, um, we struggle at some of the early, like the tournaments going into TI. I guess you can just take us through that since that's obviously a yeah, big tournament. Yeah, I, mean, I remember we had to play qualifiers for the Manila Major, qualified. I remember going to the Manila Major, and this was like the first time they had like business class uh, flights and they had like the really nice hotel. And I remember PyCat was our coach actually back then. and I just remember going to the breakfast at one point and I was like, he was like, do not get used to this. This is like a one-time thing. Everything from here on out is going to go downhill, you know, the quality of the tournaments. And he was right. <laughs> that was the apology for the Shanghai major. Because that yep. was the first time I ever took business flights as well. And holy shit, it was a dream. Yeah. You remember missing the flight? I, oh yeah, I do. For sure. I was mortified. So we, long, I'll try the TLDR this. We, we're trying to make our flight for the Manila Major, and we got there. It was on time, but you had to like you had to put your your baggage in like two hours before the flight or something. And we were like ten like we were an hour and fifty minutes before the flight, something like that. And they let I think Misery and Rezo on the flight, and they said no to us, so they didn't even check yeah. our bags. And we're like, dude, they literally just went. It, this lady could have let us on if she wanted. But she didn't want to. So we missed the flight, but luckily Valve booked business again for us. So but we had to wait yeah. a day. What can yeah. you do? Uh, okay. That was the first time I missed the flight. Yeah, sorry about that. I could pop that cherry for you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so t keep talking about the tournaments uh, going to TI there. Uh, I remember we played the Manil Major. We didn't do so well there, even though it was kind of looking good at first. We got like 9 to 12 or something. I, then we went home, I think. And then we played like qualifiers for like other tournaments. I remember there was like one period where we had a one tournament one week in another country. Then second week we have a tournament in another country. Like we traveled to Asia, like two countries, to like China and maybe some other place. And then we went back home to like LA for like another tournament. We had like a period of three weeks with three tournaments, I think. Yeah, this I think was like before TI. Nanyang was one of them, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. which I did not go to. Uh, there was like the star ladder like summit thing that ended up happening. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I think there was another one, but I'm not sure. I think summit might have been the last tournament before TI, the TI quals. That is. I think it was because I remember Wings winning that and going in. Like Wings were looking like really hot going into TI because of that tournament, right? Because there was a lot of the really strong Western teams there, and Wings just drained them over, if I remember correctly, at that summit tournament. Is that right? Yeah, they won. They had won they summit. Yeah. 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 So TI Quals, do you remember that? Because I remember. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it was like, don't remember what happened before the grand final, but I remember we got to the grand final, we played Complexity, we won the first two games pretty convincingly, and then we lose the next two. And it was like, we playing the fifth game, it was like some super intense game, like 60-minute game, I'm playing Phoenix. Uh, I just remember there was like 60 minutes, like at some point, like they had like an exposed throne. And we were like kind of pushing their throne, and at some point, like I just remember we were getting tossed into their fountain. 
on DP. And Misery screamed at the top of his life. Yes. This is like fifth game, you know, we're playing for TI Quals, like most of us haven't even played the first time, like there. And he's like yelling at the top of his lungs, you know, like, you know, you, you, you idiot, you fucking idiot, you know, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like getting chased by like three heroes on Phoenix trying to survive, blinking out and shit, and it's like trying to maneuver and I somehow got out, thank God. And I got out and I managed to buy like a refresher, I remember back in the base. And yeah, but during the same time, it's like, whole, like this whole yelling happening by Misery. And there was like some, yeah, then I remember they tried to push our base or something, and then they, they made some mistakes, and there was like some fights, and then I remember we have buying Boots of Travel, ratting their throne, and we just win. And then I just I remember seeing like Weha and Sansman like, I don't know, going ham in the back, like breaking the table or something. Yeah, he literally knocked me over, hugging me. <laughs> so much force. And Nikki was like, supposed to record that moment, but she got too caught up in uh, celebration and stress that she forgot, so that was kind I mean, of that's sad. what I have to see, but yeah. And <laughs> yeah, next moment I see Wicca in the pool, and like 10 minutes before that, there's like all this yelling, and shit, so <laughs> like all of these emotions going on. Yeah, that was the yeah. fine line between oh. staying friends and literally kicking him that day, because <laughs> we yeah. would not have made TI. <laughs> okay, oh. one more thing, like, since we were bootcamping with DC, I just remember, like, uh, Misery yelling at Wicca, Every single day, like it's for scrims and stuff, because of things that he would do. So I have a theory. I, I talked about this before, and I think it's important to have. Well, it depends on the captain, and obviously misery could be hot headed, but I feel like Weha was the. Like obviously, he made his fair share of mistakes, but he would own up to them. Like he had no problem taking the uh, negativity or whatever, like the blame, being the scapegoat. But do you feel like a lot of, like instead of if somebody can't handle being talked to that way, is it good to have that sponge that Weeha was? Do you think that he was the sponge, like just taking all the aggro, essentially, from Misery to, so nobody else has to feel it? I think so. Like, I mean, I feel like if he wasn't there, maybe he wouldn't talk that way because maybe he felt like he could take it. Mm. I just feel like Misery was like very driven because they just got kicked, so he wanted really hard to prove the, that they shouldn't have been kicked, so... And I mean, there wasn't like any beef or anything between. They were still like friends at the, the, at the end of the day. It's just how the dynamic worked between them to like make the team better, I guess. Okay. And then I can understand if he's the captain and he has like a view of how to play and like all this structure. And Weha is like literal chaos in the game, right? <laughs> it was. I, I'm trying to remember. It's like, you know. In, in the recent years, Thompson has got this like reputation for being the, you know, the crazy mid, but. Like a couple of years earlier, we had Weha doing all this wacky shit, weird builds, playing different heroes, going way too deep sometimes. But he was like super high risk, high reward, right? Like as much as he made yeah. really big mistakes, he made huge plays too. So that's just that's what you get, right, with a player like that. I mean, he was like he was making a lot of mistakes in scrims, but I feel like when the game day came, like I feel like more more often than not, he would play good back then. Like, yeah. All right, and then tell us about Ti, Ti six. Well, first, actually, funny story about Wings before TI. I remember, like, this was after, like, they won the summit and it was, like, boot camp for TI. And we were screaming them, like, a lot. Like, we were screaming, like, three, three games a day or four. And I remember back then we were losing, like, scrims to everybody, but we were beating Wings. And for them, it was, like, the opposite. They were beating everybody, but they were losing to us. And I remember one day we had, like, we won the, f the first game or something against them, or, like, the second. And we were supposed to play, like, another game. 
and then like I think Rezo messaged one of them, and then the guy was saying, uh, "We we need to cancel. The, they are fighting or something." Like they were <laughs> fighting be- between each other after their scrim. They lost to us. Yeah, we we talked to Jack about this, and he said it was a literal fist fight. But that apparently was like the turning point for Wings to really turn it on even more than they had prior. But we were shitting on them. Like every time we were shitting on them. And I remember we played a lot of uh, Weeha Magnus in the mid lane. And then we never picked it in TI, I feel like. Or we didn't pick it at all in the, against Wings for some reason. I didn't understand why, but I don't remember any of the details anymore. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. So then into TI we go. And we're massive underdogs, of course. Yeah. Do you, okay, um, let me before we go into this, do you remember the turning point at TI? Because I feel like I have one in mind, but I don't know if it's the same for you. I remember it was one of the days, like, it wasn't like the first day. I think it was like the second or third day. I remember we lose the first game, and we have like far more, far more games to, get, to play. And we, and we had like a talk or something. I mean, this was like first in the group stage, and then we just win the next five. Like we just had a talk, and then uh, something clicked, something changed for us, and we just started winning like all most of our group stage games. And we ended up like second place. I don't remember when it took place. I just remember a, like a very specific moment where we were down big in a game, <clears throat> and Rezo was playing Morphling, and he backdoored like their towers and started ratting them as Morphling, and we I won I that game, like and it was super hype. And I feel like our momentum like shifted completely from there and from then on we were like the big dogs in a way at least uh, yeah. mentality wise and then we ended up playing winks in the upper bracket yeah i yeah we i mean we lost that series and i don't know we were kind of like choking our brains out like i feel like you know the whole group stage we were playing like kind of to win we were like not scared at all then it was like our first sta- main stage game at ti and I think we were just kind of nervous. That's kind of was, what was it? What it was, and we just ended up losing. I just remember losing that series and like going out and because it was kind of familiar. Because the same thing kind of happened to us in the Manila Major. Like I feel like we lost some games and we started to feel like the the same way. I just remember like misery slapping like the door or something. He was like super mad, and I after that we had like a talk and. We decided, like, you know, we don't need to feel this way. We we just need to kind of, like, play, like, not scared, like, play to win, like, play, have fun with these games and not be so nervous. And then we played, like, uh, LGD in, like, the lower bracket. I remember it was, like, two kind of close games. I remember I played, like, Wyvern one game. I was kind of beasting the game. And we ended up winning that game. Then we played TNC. It was, like, some... This was after they beat OG. And we end up winning against them two one, and then I like I feel like after that we had like so much momentum going into it. Like the e home game, we were like super prepared. Uh, we went two zero, and then I think the same day we played Fnatic, and then we beat them two zero as well. And then that was like the last day we play EG lower bracket final. Okay, funny story before this, like uh, my first land we played in Dreamhack, PPD was there, and I remember Pika telling him like you know. The next year, this guy is gonna be your rival, and then we go t- uh, to TI. We play lower bracket final <laughs> against them. I don't know if you remember the games, but they were super close, super hype. Like some third game, like uh, Moo ratting, like them trying to throw on us but couldn't succeed, and then we end up winning. Like in the end, it was like super close games. And to me, I don't know. This was like 
it felt like a movie, you know, at this point, like with this shit in my mind, like what happened, like the, the talk and and uh, like I had made up all these storylines in my head and now we're playing TI finally. And, you know, a year ago I had just quit Dota and stuff mm. and now I'm like in the TI final and yeah, then we crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> then we picked Slark mid and uh, we lost <laughs> the fucking series. I think we won game one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think it was actually going kind of good for us. But you know, we won the first game, and you know, we you we win the first game, and I feel like after the first game, we were kind of arguing. Like I feel like that's kind of the moment we lost. You know, like the first game, it's like we're kind of arguing, and it's like it's like kind of negative vibes going on in the team. You know, and the second game, I feel like we actually made some drafting mistakes there. I feel like you know, in hindsight, people look at this final now in the tournament, and they're like, "Oh, wings, they are so good." The, like best team in the world but in reality these things are not that like they're not they, they they're kind of closer than, than it looks i feel like in the second game if we uh, drafted like a something's better i feel like it could have been like i think we could have won the game and then you know it's like 2-0 in the final anything could happen do you think i also think like do you think we were overthinking sorry. it as a team at that point yeah, yeah for sure for sure i feel like I mean, there was just, I didn't just remember going like after the games, there was like a lot of silence. Everybody was like, like once again, people like nervous, you know, like before people play like they don't care and they're just kind of play the game. And now people are like nervous again because we are getting close to the goal. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I remember, eh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Let me think a second. <laughs> so one thing I was not very good at back then, like I know what we needed was kind of a, Maybe the life coach is not the they're just somebody that just calms everybody down. I don't think I did a good job of that in hindsight, but I think that's because there was some resistance, let's say. So I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. But uh yeah, I, I could feel like the pressure mounting and the thing I wanted to like convey to everyone was that we shouldn't be here anyway. There's literally no pressure. No one thinks we're gonna win. It's like the underdog story, right? I feel like yeah. that kind of mentality is what we needed to have in the finals. And after game one, it just was completely lost. I don't remember any of those games being close after game one, but that might, might just be like me remembering it. I mean, the third now. and the fourth game, they were definitely not close. It's, I mean, it's because things shift in a fast way. Like, they're very snowbally effect. Like, I've said this before to like my teammates and stuff. Like, this, these land tournaments, and especially these big stage tournaments, like, anything can have a snow, very snowbally effect. Like, once something negative starts, it's like, people start to feel bad, like they start to not play, like they don't want to make mistakes. And it's the same for like when good things happen, you know? Like, you know, people see like us, us like last year, you know, with Tundra, we won 3-0 and it's like, oh, like nobody can beat them. But, you know, it's like, because we never let the negative things start and snowball, you know? We always mm -hmm. kept let the, if there's something negative, we kind of like move away from it. And we go back to like the good things and we kind of let it snowball again, you know? Okay, so talk about post ti now or whatever you want to talk about like the feeling of losing getting second place like was it you still felt good i'm sure i think all of us felt pretty good i actually had the mentality back then is like if i win ti now i'm gonna leave the team because <laughs> back really? then i felt like yes i because i did the way i thought about it was like anybody that won ti back then like they kind of like quit like they're gone in like the next year in dota you know mm. like they're kind of like bad now so I was like, I don't like. It's kind of good that we got second place because now it's like, now we can, you know, still be good and we can still play together and still try to win. So mm. we had like a goal still in mind, you know. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, TI was over and there was like a lot of the shuffle stuff. 
and I remember I almost joined Secret actually. And After TI. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is news to me. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was funny. It's like it's like the TI, like a. Uh, after TI, and I remember going outside the hotel, talking to Puppy, and you see all these small crowds, you know, you see some Bulbas looking around, trying to get info and everything. <laughs> there was Koro talking to Miracle, and then he that's kind of when, you know, he kind of snatched him for Liquid. Mm. And there were, like, some I don't know, some OG people going around, and all these people trying to, like, I remember Misery and Vihala got, like, all these offers to join, like, all the best teams, like, Liquids, OGs, and, like, Secret, and blah, blah. And, I mean, I... Decided to stay in the team because, I mean, first, first of all, I didn't want to stay because I t- felt like because we got like first or second place now that we we're gonna get like complacent and people are gonna stop trying to win and stuff. So I felt like maybe it's good to make a change like before that happens. Mm. And I ended up deciding to stay. And we did get complacent. I mean, we get, <laughs> did get lazy and we stopped trying to win, and the team mood kind of completely changed from how it was at TI. <clears throat> I don't know how much I had to do with that. Probably not that much, but uh, like the whole Tom and versus me situation was not good either. He moved you guys out to towards him so he could hang out with you because now he liked the team all of a sudden because you guys did well at TI, and I was basically completely disconnected. Nikki had already been gone from the org, so it was it just felt like a different organization, uh, which was sad. But yeah, you did I mean, win the, the trophy behind me that I stole. Now, thanks for that, Soxa. You're welcome. That. That's ESL one game And yeah, I mean, that was mostly on the players. I don't think it's like, it's just, you can't help people like try to be better at all. You know, it's like they need to want it themselves. So, so well, we, yeah. we had kicked Moo for Moon Meander. For Moon yeah. Meander, yeah. Yeah. I was probably one of the bigger reasons for that, to be honest. <laughs> and in hindsight, maybe it was a mistake. At least it was a mistake to kind of like kick a person like that because I was at the time I was like very driven to like I need to win no matter what and I need to get the best factors in. Mm. And I felt like the reason for like the MOOC, at least from my side, it was like because he was kind of defensive when I tried to give him advice and stuff. And yeah, in hindsight, maybe it was a mistake. Not sure. I don't, I don't know. from my perspective, it everyone but misery was wanting the change. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't even know if it was a play, like I think it was a personality thing. It just didn't fit the like. He literally had his. I'm, this is not nothing against him. Like I remember, Lumden was the coach, and it was basically a coach for Moo, right at TI, and he helped him a lot. Uh, but Misery yeah. had not one wanted none of it, right? So it's just like different ideologies, I guess, different personalities. Yeah, uh, that's also when Blitz came in uh, into our team as a coach. That's I almost forgot that because I was so disconnected from the team at that point. That's right. Yep, and then we played Boston Major. I remember we got fourth place. We were actually doing kind of good at the beginning, but then we kind of choked versus Atfinum. And they were like, they had all the momentum and we were like, we just didn't play well. And they ended up going to the finals. And then I remember we played ESL Genting at some point. And we were kind of like the underdogs, I guess. Again. This was the first tournament in 7.0, right? I think so. First big tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And. We played this in like Genting, so it was like high in the mountains, and there were like a lot of people coming, and it was like super hype. We played some. I remember we were playing the finals against Newbie. We we're like down one two, and then we end up winning two games, three two, and it was like some super close games. And that was like my first land win, so that was hype. And then happened like my worst travel experience by far, 
where I had to, instead of going home in like 15 hours, I went home in like three days. Hmm. I don't remember this. Yes. You do or don't? I do not remember this at all. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like my, I missed my first flight because the VP guys were late for the shuttle for like 20 minutes. And then we go to the flight and they say, it's like, it's like when they overbook tickets and it's like, mm. we don't have a seat, but we have a ticket or some bullshit, you know? And then we don't have, I can't get on the flight. Then I have to go wait for the next morning, go to a hotel or something. We need to wake up at 3 a.m. to go on the flight. I go on another flight. And then that flight gets delayed. So I go to Istanbul super late. And then my next flight is like missing. And then I had to wait in line for six hours to get my flight transferred. Mm. And then I can only leave in the next morning. And I, don't know, I was traveling for three days. And it's like the worst part is like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to leave now. And it's like you're going to. I don't know, it was super bad. Yeah, travel is actually the worst part of anything. Uh, okay, yep. so then we get on the planet Odd, because DC falls apart, right? Yep. I mean, the DC thing is like, it wasn't even like going to happen. Like, but I don't know, at some point, like Misery just writes in the, in the chat, like, we're leaving DC, you know? He just had a talk with Tom, and that's it, we're leaving. Because, I don't know, like, there was like some drama about the salaries he didn't like pay out or like whatever as he scammed so so we went to planet dot and uh, these guys were like they offered us a lot of money like compared to what before and also they were like super nice honestly like even after like we didn't qualify that year for ti they still wanted to keep the team and shit and mm. they wanted to like and we had like a deal for the, like the next year, and then when, when people didn't want to like commit to the team, like the, then they, they they had no problem letting us leave. You know, they didn't hold us under contract or some shit. Hmm. But yeah, we got to Planet Odd. Actually, first we were Thunderbirds. We played at the Kiev Major. We got last place, and then we were Planet Odd. We got to. I remember we went to a, a land in China for Galaxy Battles. We got second place. And after that tournament, Bruno or like whoever, someone from Valve tells us that if we got first place, we would be qualified for TI through points. But because we got second, now we're not. And they tell us after the tournament, you know. Oh, so now we have to like qualifiers. And this was like the qualifiers in like NA where it was like, there was like the, the new DC team, the, there was like the Eternal Envy team, like the NP. There was like the one Team Freedom team that was also doing well. So complexity and there was like all these teams. And we end up losing, and we were kind of shit back then. And yeah, we don't go to TI that year. And we actually, before TI, we played a LAN. This is like the last time we, we played with Planet Odd. We played, it was like four teams, us, Liquid, Secret, and Plus One, Empire, maybe. We played in the final against Liquid. And this, at this point, we were like kind of basically disbanded. You know, we were just playing the LAN, now we're in the final. We are winning the first two games against Liquid. <laughs> And then I don't know, we start arguing or some shit, and then we lose the next three super Typical. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and another second place. Yep, and then TI7 comes, and I remember I was coaching actually Hellraisers back then. Oh, and... yeah, that's right. I forgot about oh, that. true. I remember this now. Yeah, yeah. Yep, last place. Good job. That's, yep. when, you, that's when you started hanging out a bit with 33, right? If I remember correctly, was that that year? Yeah, I mean, that's when I met him for the first time. Like, uh, yeah. Milan invited me to a team. I, yeah. He was, like, the only one I knew. I remember the boot camp in, like, the Summit House. I was with them. Yeah, the team was not doing so well. Good job, coach. 
Yeah. Did you There's learn only anything? so much you can do? Yeah. Did you learn anything from being on that side? That I shouldn't be a coach. <laughs> okay. Well, I that's should stick okay. to playing. <laughs> do you um, think? Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna go on from like uh, that point. Okay. I, I was just gonna ask. Do you think that experience you had back then? had an influence on you playing with 33 later or were those two things completely disconnected like did you make some sort of bond at that time that eventually made a difference a few years later or was it just chance i think it was kind of just chance okay i want to say it was like because of that like we ended up playing later it was like different reasons i guess so yeah ti7 ends everybody's like on their own way like they're joining teams blah blah and i just remember back then i had like no team options you know i don't know i and I remember making a team with Weha, Cancel, Timado, and Weha playing four. I oh, remember I met like three mid players, and yeah, the team was just <laughs> full on disaster from the beginning. Isn't it crazy? Like, did it surprise you? Because it still surprises me from all the time where a player's stock can just drop so fast suddenly. It's not like they've gotten worse. It was just like a bad situation on a team. And like now you're not wanted by everybody. It's so insane. Like you're still yeah. just as good as you were six months prior, right? I mean, I don't know. I felt like back then they were like, I think Misery and Rezo had like the highest stock, I guess, of the players. And they, they just, I don't know, we had started, like he wasn't doing so well, like after the, like the next year or something. And me, I don't know. I guess people just didn't think about me because I was kind of like low key. People don't know me very well. So, and back then I only wanted to play five, I remember. And most of the teams already had like five captains. So it was kind of hard to get a team. So I was kind of stubborn also about playing four, but at some point I switched. And yeah, we make this team mid our feet. This was also like probably my worst year in Dota. Like it was just terrible. Uh, we make this team. It wasn't doing so good. So I'm kind of like teamless after I leave. And at some point I'm asked to stand in for Optic. I remember, uh, I mean, Misery had actually joined Optic with PPD and stuff and they did not go well together at oh, all. That's a shock. Beginning. Yeah. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I remember Pikett was in the team and he invited me to stand in for them for like two tournaments. There was like one in Malaysia and then the other one was the summit. And I remember I played with four for them in Optic. I even went to Sweden to bootcamp with Pikett just to play from there because I didn't have good internet back home. <laughs> and we play some qualifiers from Sweden. Then we go to Malaysia. We get second place at this land. It was like some super close final again. And then we go to summit. And we didn't do so well there. We got like some middle placement. And they asked me like if I wanted to stay on the team and play four. And I was like, I was kind of stupid. So I said, no, I only want to play five. And I left the team. And then they invited like 33 to join Optic after. And then he was originally playing four and Zai was playing three. And then we made like some team with like, that was a team where like Echo International or something. Or team. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that, that was, was a mix a of you had players from like three or four regions, right? And it was like me, Anna, Forev, Kaiser, Kaiser, yeah, yeah. Kaiser, and originally it was SVG, but then Chuan came in, and he came with like the sponsorship offer, and we oh. would play in China, and then we played, we went to China to play from there, and holy shit, that was a miserable experience for me. Like we just went to this house and I was kind of alone there for like the first week or something in China, all alone. I, mm. there's like I don't know, all the time ordering food and it's like all only fast food. 
and yeah, it was pretty bad. I just remember the first, it was so cold in the house. I remember when I came, it was like 12 degrees inside the house. And I, uh, for like the first few days, you know, before they, people started coming over and they started fixing it. I remember I was playing like a t-shirt, a sweater, and like a big ass jacket just to play pubs, you know? <laughs> and I remember I came there and the first 24 hours, I just played pubs. And, and then I went to sleep. Like I just fucking blacked out. And I stood there. I lived there for like a month and a half. We, we were super terrible. We were like losing to like some tier four teams or something. And yeah, the team would, there was no future there. So I left again. And yeah, the team quickly kind of disbanded after that. And then Anna went to play for OG for like T8 qualifiers. And I played in like the, I played in the Blinkpool team. We got like some third place in the T8 qualifiers. OG was the one that won that, and then they won that the year after. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy that, you know, like Anna was playing with me like before in that team, and then the, a few months later, he won TI with OG. So It's, yeah, two crazy. TI winners on the same team, and you guys were apparently awful. That's crazy. Yep. That's so crazy. I mean, it really goes to show a lot about how important team dynamics are. I think people always, when they see rosters announced, they're like, oh, these players are amazing, therefore this team will be amazing. But there's just so much... There's so much going on behind the scenes, right? Like, in theory, a team like Echo could have been pretty good, right? The reason you all joined up was that you had you believed in the players, right? But it's it's very complicated. I mean, I remember, like, we switched captains, like, three or four times. Like, one guy tried captain, then another guy tried captain, then another guy. And it was like, we just tried everything, and it didn't work. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah, it qualifiers comes, we play with Blinkpool. Didn't go so well. And... Yeah, TA it happens, and then the post TI shuffle is happening, and this was probably like my lowest point, like my where my stock was like the lowest. Like mm-hmm. I could not get on any team. Like I tried, like I even tried to play like the complexity team or something with Envy. I asked him, he didn't want me. To, I remember there was a Tigers team with like Tiban and stuff, mm-hmm. and I asked to join them like a couple of times, like you know, to play like with them in Southeast Asia, and they didn't. They, they didn't want to play with me. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Yeah, I, I would have taken you playing. if I had a team socks. I promise. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And then I was like, I was very desperate, so I was like, fucking nothing is happening. I decided, like, you know, I'm gonna try my luck with anybody. You know, I, I then I messaged PPD, and I don't know. I, I thought he would like did, did, uh, say no immediately, and then he said like he's interested. I was like very surprised because I thought like they already had a team or something. But yeah, I messaged PPD, and then uh, I. Then also Fala and Ace actually talked to me. And then we kind of ended up making this team. And then uh, PPD also talked to 33 and he wanted to play with him. And that's kind of how this turn, uh, team started. So that's Ninjas in Pajamas, right? Yep. And how did that, how was that experience? Um, it was pretty good, especially in the beginning. Um, we, that was like the first major was like the KL major. We qualified, like we did some bootcamp. We were doing pretty well. I mean, I guess most of the bigger teams weren't playing back then, so we kind of got like a free road to the major. And then 33 couldn't play because it's in Malaysia, you know? So we had mind control standing for us when Liquid wasn't playing, you know? And he was absolutely beasting the tournament. We got like fourth place. And I mean, we also, I remember we were playing like a EG for like the top three, and we, we won the first game and the second game is like some 97% win percent to win. 
and we somehow managed to throw, throw that game, and then we lose the next game as well. So mm. that was pretty sad. Yeah, and then we hit. Then we went to like a minor. We didn't qualify for the major, and then we lose that one. Then the next major we make it. It was like some Stockholm major. Get like some top 12 placement. And then right after, it was like the minor in Dodapet, like Croatia, where we managed to win. 3-2, some super close finals against Ehome. And this was the Ehome back then with like the, with Zinkyu, Zhaoit. I think, no, Zhaoit was coach, Fate Beyond and Innocence and stuff. So like the, the old, you know, Wings, Wings players. Mm -hmm. They were on Ehome back then. Went through two, go to the Paris major. We got top six there, so also pretty good for us. Then the next qualifier, we go to another minor. It was the Starlight minor in Kiev, and we also won that one. 3-2 against super close finals versus Alliance. And then we go to the next major after that, and we lose, unfortunately. And I, don't know, I feel like at some point, like there was like there was talks of, about kicking some people in the team. Like I think after like the third major, and that didn't end up happening. And I feel like there was just bad vibes going on in the team. And we go to TI9, and this bootcamp was like super bad. Like the morale was like non-existent. We were like losing game after game. And yeah, I don't know. The, we go to this tournament, and this atmosphere was like super depressing to play. We, I think we won like three games or something in the group stage. We got like last place. And yeah, this band after that. The old not great result at TI, this band. Yep. Uh, okay, so then, I mean, this is gonna intermingle with like COVID, I think, and shit, right? Uh, but then there's yeah. the OG. How did they approach you? So, I mean, after TN9, there was like some talks talks about joining some teams, but again, like I, I feel like like most shuffles, my stock was like super low from at least what I consider from one tournament. Mm. No, just in general, I feel like people do not like uh, think I'm very good or something, mm. and I feel like my yeah. I don't know, I kind of took that personally and I was kind of annoyed, but you know, it's like obviously I'm biased, so I believe in myself and stuff, so who knows, maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, I couldn't get on like any team. Like there was like one talk about making a team with Father and 33, and actually it's like kind of funny thing now, but if, at that point I didn't want to like play with 33 so much after TI9. <laughs> yeah, because I actually didn't like, I don't know, I felt like there was like some things he was lacking in his gameplay. And but you know, uh, like actually, uh, when I joined Tundra and we talked, like I feel like from when I joined Chandra and, and saw how he played, like I feel like he grew so much as a player during that time. Like I feel like you know people didn't believe in him and he started like getting so much better and all the things he was like maybe not good at. Like I feel like he improved so much, so he was kind of like like such a better player and he was kind of like a leader in like the the that Tundra team. So. So yeah, after TI9, like um, I don't don't join a team at first. Like I just I decided like you know not to play if I'm not gonna like I didn't want like another mid or feed situation, you know. Mm. So I don't play for a bit, and then I get a message from Notail, and they was to join like potentially join OG, and they said like they considered me or Crit actually at the time. So I was just hoping you know Crit is not joining, so I would join, and. And then he tells me, like, uh, I'm in. Like, and then, like, two days after that, like, I get a message from Secret. 
<laughs> to like stand to like uh, play with them for like the major, the the one that they won after, and to see if like things like work out like for potentially they said potentially more. So I don't know if I should say this here, but it is it is what it is. So the offers all came flooding in all of a sudden. Yep, huh? when it rains, it pours, you know. Mm. So yeah, uh, joined OG and joined with like a mid one and some male. And uh, in the beginning, like things were like crazy good. Like I feel like the team was clicking so much. Like we went to this bootcamp in Paris, and I don't know. I feel like the team was super good. Like we had all these talks before. We were living like in the same house for like a bit, like some Airbnb, and same was coaching back then. And we were playing playing this crimson. Like we almost didn't lose a game. Like everything was going so good, you know, for us. Like there was like some new patch, some new heroes came out. We, I remember we played the qualifiers for the LA Major. We won those uh, along with Secret and NIP, I remember. And then we go to LA Major. We're boot camping there. And then this fucking COVID shit happens. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Major gets canceled. And we're like, boot- we went there ahead of time to boot camp, you know, mm. like, like, like quite a bit. Well, at least you got to get your po- get Chipotle, <laughs> right? I think I did. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember this COVID shit happened, and then the day before we were supposed to take our, like the day on we were taking our flight back, there was like a, some huge Red Bull media shoot, so we did that for like the whole day, and then like um, we were rushing to our flights. So yeah. Yep, and then COVID happens, and we're just kind of stuck at home, and then we start playing some online tournaments. I remember they kept, we like, we... During this COVID shit, we still tried to boot camp, like, you know, in Portugal, like, uh, in Otto's place. And everybody else got there, but I couldn't get there, you know. I tried to go there, and then they sent me back here. And, and they were, like, boot camping without me for, like, the, some few tournaments in the beginning. What do you mean they sent you back there? Like, in, I went to the airport, and they're, like, they didn't allow me to take the flight during COVID. But the others, oh, they could join because okay. they were, like, in the European Union, and I wasn't. Oh. I mean, mid one technically kind of wasn't supposed to be let through but they somehow let them through i don't know how hmm. i mean later during covid it was like still the same rules but i tried to fly through bulgaria and that worked like i went through bulgaria to amsterdam and to portugal and they let me through but at my airport they didn't let me through hmm. so interesting yeah i don't know some stupid rules and yeah kept kept going back and forth during covid and the boot camp we played all these tournaments and i just remember we got like we couldn't manage to win a single one. We got like a lot of second places. And this was like when Secret won like eight in a row or some shit. So yeah, they were like super dominant. And I remember at some point like um, uh, Sumail got kicked, which to be honest, I wasn't really kind of happy at first about it because of also kind of how it happened. But yeah, he got kicked. There was like some changes made. Um, mid one started playing carry and Seb was in. And I don't know, the team also kind of wasn't clicking at first. Like we did, we weren't doing so well. And then like it was getting close to like, we did play like the first DPC, like we couldn't qualify for the major. And then mid one got kicked and Anna came into the picture and he came to a boot, to the boot camp and we started playing with him. But he, we also like didn't manage to qualify for like the second major as well. Mm. So like the, the mood that the team was kind of like low. And yeah, Anna like decided like he decided maybe it was like kind of mistake like playing again and 
then he took a break like after he, he didn't want to play more anymore and I remember we were like we needed a player again so Mel comes back into the picture <laughs> and then like we this TI bootcamp happens in Denmark now we changed locations and I mean the prep was going really good and it was like some super close uh, games I mean the first actually we we played Thunder in the winner bracket. We got stomped super hard. And I don't know, we had some talks and we started like to change some things. Then the next day we played Enigma. We lose the first game and then we win the next two. And then we're playing the best of five super close grand final, like five games. And that was like probably the most tiring games I've had to play, honestly. It was super hard. and But luckily, you know, we, was like, we managed to win. We managed to qualify for TI. It was like the big one as well. And yeah, we were like super happy. It was like after look, we played for like what a year or something in OG, and we had like no results. And it was like going to these boot camps and stuff. And it was pretty hard, honestly, during this COVID time. So yeah, we were super happy to make it to TI. I almost forgot Sumail was even on OG. <laughs> COVID is so makes everything so weird. Uh, he was on yeah. OG twice, Shannon. Yeah, I know two different. Stints. How could you not remember one of the times? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so what result did you get at TI again? It was like top six or something? Top eight. Top eight. Lost the spirit. Yeah. Is there any um, like is there any feeling after you lose to somebody like that and then the tournament's over, like, oh, at least we lost to the champions? Or do you it doesn't not not really, matter? honestly. I don't know. I feel you feel like you if you could have done better and you could have beat them, then you're you know, they're not gonna be the champions. Because mm. I don't know. It's like now they're looking back at it and it's like Team Sphere was like super dominant, but I don't know. I feel like that team, like we kind of crumbled at some point. Like we were actually doing pretty well, like even before TI. I mean, first of all, it's another story. Like, but before TI, Sepp had like this problem. He he needed to get surgery for his eyes because mm. they, said, they said like it's a really bad situation. If he doesn't get it, he could go blind and that we would potentially play without him. And then we were talking to like mind control about standing in. But that didn't happen, and we kind of waited for like five days. And we're, you know, we are in our boot camp. We were waiting to get a player. That didn't happen. And then we get like Mikia to play with us in our boot camp. And then he comes. He's like boot camping with us. And then Seb gets better during this stuff. So he, uh, in, in the end, we're not gonna need a stand-in. But we boot camp the whole time with Mikia. But then we go to the tournament. Like we're still like doing really good. Like. Like, like, I don't know, the team, but like in, in the scrims and stuff, everything was like going super well. But I think there was like uh, a series against EG where we were winning, we were like stomping them like super hard, and then we managed to lose the game, like we threw the game. And there were like some big arguments on that team. And that's kind of when the team kind of like crumbled. Because mm-hmm. we were, before that, I feel like we were kind of doing pretty good. But yeah. Then we was there anything crumble. different about being on a team that had just won two TIs? Like there was, was there? Did you feel any added pressure or anything like that from external sources or even from within the team? I not from within the team, but maybe a pressure I put on myself. I think there definitely was because I feel like I'll, always the feeling I had within the team was like if like these guys, you know, they won two TIs just now or like recently. So if there's something going wrong, it's probably my mistake. So I always, like, I had, like, I had the mentality of only improving, you know? Like, I never looked at my teammates' mistakes or anything like that, if anything happened. Like, I was only, like, I just want to get better, and, like, that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And 
I think something I learned a lot in OG is like the the winning mentality and what it takes to win. Like I feel like something that helped me a lot in the, like is like playing with these guys and learning how they think, how they approach the game, and like how I don't know, like mainly those things, I guess. And I would say that helped me a lot, like going into like Tundra, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, so take us through that then. So yeah, the 10 is over, and the team is kind of like done. Um, then once again, I feel like I couldn't really like I couldn't like get like a very good team. I think the only person I was kind of talking to was like actually Quinn back then. It was like he he wanted to play with like him, Kezu, um, Yawar, and SVG potentially. But sorry, Kezu, but. I didn't want to play with Kezu. That was my reason why I didn't want to join the team. And <laughs> a bit Yawar. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Quinn was like the only guy I believed in the team. And But I feel like I didn't believe in the other guys so much. And then I didn't end up joining that team. So I just didn't join the team at first. I actually messaged like the Tundra guys. I, I messaged Fala if they wanted, if they needed a new four. This was after TI-10. And he said they didn't want to make any changes. And then, like, uh, he got kicked. And I joined instead of him. So that's the story. I joined Tundra, uh, talked to Terry Tree, and I just remember talking to him. And he, because he felt like he knew before that I didn't want to play with him. So he asked me, like, now if I, something has changed or, like, if you still feel like that. But I think, like, from what I saw him playing and stuff, I felt like he improved a lot. And I felt like, He's a lot better, and I was, I was definitely right. I think Tantra, like I joined, we played the was it the ESL major first in uh, Stockholm. That was the one where we we got like top three, and I mean we were like doing really good in the group stage. Like I think think things were clicking quite a bit in the beginning. We'd get the like some ten one group stage or something like. So, very dominant and then we go to i mean we get to top three to the like the winner bracket we play tsm we win the first game but once again i feel like we win the first game but i feel like things were like i feel like i was putting a lot of pressure on on the guys because i felt like people were kind of nervous in those games and look it was like the first time in front of a crowd for them for like quite a long time yeah true and i don't know I feel like the the mood was kind of low, and people were like kind of like very, kind of scared to play, you know. And we won the first game, but we kind of end up losing the, the next two because yeah, the mood was shit. And then we play OG lower bracket, and they had like all this momentum going, in, and we were kind of like mentally down, and yeah, that was a rough one. Top three, still pretty good. Yep. Would you just real quick? For Tundra, would you say it's the nerdiest team you've ever been on? Yeah, probably. Can you, can you explain <laughs> to the audience what that means exactly? I would say like like this team is like the one team that talks the most about the game. Like you know, like you, you see in the Discord chat, there's always like messages about stuff and trying stuff out and like all these things. It's like you know, you know how when a, when a patch comes out and it's like there's all these changes listed. Mm. It's like we like in the team we would like people would always like 
check the changes if they are actually there because a lot 50% of the time like they say a change is there but it's not there like they, they didn't change anything right and there's also like the analyst of changes so you need to go like the you need to check those things manual, manually yourself so there's like a lot of these things and there's a lot of talking about like the micro stuff in Dota I mean I think that's like also the reason why we want TI I feel like the that year like the last year we were like the hardest working team by far I think out of everyone like we like you see the ranks on people like everybody's like very high rank. There was there wasn't anybody but like below a hundred, a few people in like top ten, and people are just playing Dota all the time. So yeah. So AUI, did do you think he started that culture of the nerdiness, finding every little mechanic in the game to try to abuse? Or are there mm, other people just like if, him on the team to begin with? I think there was probably there to some extent, but yeah, he he definitely he enjoys that shit, so he's into it. <laughs> Anybody, if there is anything anything that needs to be tested, you know, AI is on the case. Yeah. It's a good guy. So, to have. 33 got this reputation at some point for being like super obnoxious to play against mainly on these micro heroes with summons and whatnot. Do you feel like that was always a strength of his? So, you said that back some years back, you thought he had some weaknesses as a player. Was that always a strength? Or was that one of the things you thought he improved on a lot was like controlling the lane in specific, which I think that was think his, he's the best at? I think that was his strength always. Okay. Like the micro stuff, like he was, that was like the one thing that he was always good at. But I feel like something that maybe he wasn't good at before was like knowing when to take fights and when to use their time, his timings. Like I feel like sometimes like he would farm and he would like, instead of using the time, he would keep farming like, like you know, way back in the day. But mm-hmm. now I feel like he improved a lot on that, and he was a lot, like a lot more vocal and stuff. <clears throat> you know, he was like more of a leader, and he would, and he would be doing it from like a core role. And yeah, I mean, he knew how to like play the game like like a lot better. All right, go ahead and continue. So yeah, uh, we get top three at the ESL major. What happened? Then we played like the. The first major, like, that didn't happen, right, that year. Yeah, that was the online yeah. major, whatever the hell you want to call it. And then we go to Riyadh. We needed a stand-in because Neda couldn't play, 33. Uh, yeah, we got, like, next to last place. Then we're going to the... And before that, we were playing, like, the DPC, like, the, you know, the six-week... Like, this was when we, we boot camp for, like, six weeks. Like, some people at least for like the whole six weeks. Then we go to Saudi and then we go to like uh, US for like the tournament again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like a lot of travel. And then we go to the the Texas major, and I feel like we were people, there was just a lot of burnt out. Like uh, people were like very tired, like playing for like two months on the road and stuff. So we just felt like we needed kind of like a break. And yeah, we didn't do so well at the Texas major. Then we have like a break after that for. For TI, this was like the first time I took a vacation in like seven or eight years in Greece. Thank God for that, but because it definitely helped. And yeah, took a vacation. Then we had a boot camp for TI in Singapore. We came there like three weeks before the tournament or something. And um, I mean, the, the boot camp itself, it was like really good, like the location and stuff. And I think the games were actually going really well for us. I feel like we had like some really good heroes that clicked for us. We were like on the raid pack shit, you know, from the beginning, because people didn't know it. Haha. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, things were going really well, like playing-wise. Then we get to TI. I remember the first three series we had, where like we lose the first game and then we win the second game or something. And I feel like in the beginning, kind of like reminded me of some teams before where there's like things are not. I feel like people are, again were nervous as TI is like for some people it's first TI and like I don't know. I feel like the the energy was just not good. And I felt like, you know, like from what I remember for before, like I know like this good, like the bad things can snowball very fast. So I like the first three series we draw and like the the second game comes and we're like, we're playing the first game and we're like losing the first game. And I'm like, holy shit, we're going to fucking go. Like we're going to get last place again. You know, it's going to go to shit. And then like, I don't know, like there was at some point they even had like a speech because I felt like, you know, people needed to like kind of. You had a speech? Yeah, I mean that was the first day after like we mm. the third game or something because I feel like people are kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean small speech. I wasn't it wasn't like a step speech or something like that. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, I think like at some point things switched. Like the like the second day, like we lose the first game, and then we win the next one, and then like the second series is like it was like some super two tough games, but we. We managed to win them, like you know, in like a good way, like through playing good, you know. Like it kind of sounds stupid to say, but it's like you know, when you get make the you when you make the good moves and the moves you're supposed to do to win the game, and it works, and that's when you kind of gain like a lot of confidence. And like there was like the talent series, I think we won, and then things just kind of like again start snowballing in our favor like super fast. Like we started to gain a lot of confidence, and it's like the next day we're playing these group stage games, and it's like. We're playing with so much confidence. We're like trying stuff we didn't play before. I'm playing some dying four against secret, and we're like stomping these games, and it's like everything is just clicking, you know. And yeah, then is the main stage. And you're trying and, not yeah. to get distracted by the uh, the sound boot, the sound uh, issues that they were having, right? I remember there was some drama with people being able to hear stuff on stage. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, that was definitely something like that. that. I mean, it was kind of there, but we had like also like a psychologist to us, to us with us to help, mm. and we kept talking about a lot. You know, there's gonna be a lot of these distractions that and shit is, shit is gonna go wrong, so just expect it, and it's kind of what we did. I remember we had like some discussions like about playing like OG or LGD because we we're like first place, we could choose our opponent, and um, I mean. We, we can't like we had like some talks we wanted to coin flip and then people changed their minds and then we changed like some people wanted lg some people on og and then we we ended up choosing og skater wanted to choose them mo- mostly because we felt like we were going to beat them and yeah we chose og uh managed to win against them they were kind of like close to disbanding or something at that point like they weren't doing so well within the team um we win against them then is the aster series yeah, another 2-0. It was like, I remember like in these games, like we even when we were 6k down, like after watching the replay, and it's like we, in the game, in luck, we don't feel like we're like uh, down in network, you know? Like we were playing with such confidence that like we just needed to win one fight. That's like the mentality we have, and then we're going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah, you guys are known for gaining a lead and then never losing it. Like, I don't think there's a better team in the last couple of years at doing just that. Yeah. Is that I mean, like a conscious talk- decision or? Yes. I mean, I think we 
worked on mentality a lot during the bootcamp, like a lot, a lot. Like I'm telling you, like we worked so hard during this bootcamp. Like we would, we had like a schedule we wanted to keep. Like we would do things to make the atmosphere in the team better. Like we would, each every one of us would wake up at 8 a.m., have breakfast together, to like kind of like just start the day off together. You know, this was like a team routine. And we would do all of these things. We would talk about communication a lot. And we would see these other teams, like they would be playing these uh, games and it's like some high stress games, you know, TI games. And they're like yelling and shit and they're like super crazy. And in our team, it was like super calm. Like we we would even kind of make fun of them, you know, like look at them panicking. Like, you know, the sirens are going off in the team, you know. And in our team, it's like super calm, super collected. Like we're just, we're just waiting for them to make mistakes and to punish it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why we even want TI. I feel like we were the, mentally the, the best team out there, like that tournament, for sure. All right, so keep going through the tourney. Yeah. yeah, then we get to the winter bracket final, and there's like this huge break, six days. Yeah. I hated that shit. <laughs> They're doing it again this year. <laughs> Good job. Um, yeah, six-day break. It's like kind of like kills the momentum a bit, but it's whatever. Playing some scrims against Liquid and uh, Aster. I remember we lost like some scrims against Liquid, and then there was like a, a bunch of this slash track shit coming out into the meta, and it wasn't there, there so much before. And we were like trying to beat it, like and trying to play it ourselves. It wasn't working so much. And yeah, then we get to the main stage. We play Secret. I remember the first game. It was like some seventy-minute game. I was playing Tiny. Had like giant ring and it's like it's like playing TI main stage and it was like I don't know I was felt super relaxed and I don't know I was really enjoying those games and I think that's kind of what helps you like get into like a good mindset for that and nice yeah. relaxing main stage TI game that must be nice yeah, <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> uh, we won the first game some super seventy minute game then the next game we end up losing. And like I feel like there were like some discussions after like people weren't feeling good and stuff and but thankfully like we kind of switched again to like the good mindset you know like once again like you see things drifting into like the negative thing and it's like we kind of switched back to like like once somebody started feeling down we brought them back up you know mm-hmm. and then we go into the third game and we managed to win I don't even remember what I played but yeah. And then now we're like in a TI final and it's crazy. Like, you know, uh, seven years later, I'm like, I feel back in, I'm t- in the TI final. And the only thing I can think about is like, now it's like, I'm going to play like the best that I, that I can. And I like no regrets after, like, I'm not going to feel like shit. Like I'm not going to like feel like I could have done better because I felt like that in TI6. So no matter what, win or lose, I'm going to do my best. Yeah. And then the next day we're watching the, Secret Liquid games, and we we're kind of like preparing for Liquid, honestly, because the game was kind of looking pretty bad for Secret. And then in the end, some making some comeback, and then it's gonna be Secret again in the finals. And yeah, then this like they started doing like the the mic preparation for like True Sight. Mm. Like you think like before the game you're gonna have like one hour, but it's not one hour. It's like you have to do all these mic preparations. They have to put like the mics on you and have to sign some chairs and this other thing they they do like a rings a size checker for you so it's like in case you win like the check for like the for like the fingers like for like for what size you need you know 
So I feel like that kind of messes with some people's heads, you know, like you yeah. go before the final, you're already preparing for the rink. And it's like, while this is happening, we're like telling each other, guys, like, forget about this. This is not happening. You need to fucking go and earn this. And, I feel like that's yeah. almost rude by the uh, rude is the wrong <laughs> word. Like, why not wait until the winner has been found and then measure the fingers? Because the players stay until at least the next two days, right? Like there's an after party and maybe they fly home the next day, maybe not. But you could, you know, do you think that's part of I the mean, charm almost like the whole stress i feel like they didn't think really about happening. it too much i think they just wanted to be like efficient because it was like different people doing mm -hmm. it so maybe they had like some other jobs to do so they just wanted to get it out of the way but it can mess with like the player's heads but thankfully yeah. for us it didn't yeah now waiting for true sight hopefully it's gonna come out <laughs> or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but maybe they should just also make a second place ring so then it's like you know then it you know <laughs> did you get your ring it for all the players no have, matter what no i haven't i mean they're supposed oh, to give it a ti right oh so yeah you're not gonna be there okay yeah i see but i'm not gonna be there so i don't know somebody has to bring it to me i guess so grand finals um, yep um preparing like i feel like we were really well prepared like and like once again, like we just made sure we're like mentally level. Like we're not like over like over emotional, over hyped, or like too like or like too scared or something to play. Mm. Like we made sure we're in the right mindset going to the first game. Like we get like I feel like they got pretty outdrafted. Like I don't know, they had like some full magic lineup and they had like some tide with like some pipe and like all this shit. And we crushed the lanes. Like I don't know, we just, everything went right the first game, pretty much. And then once after every game, I feel like we were telling each other, like, you know, it's just the first game. Like, you know, it's like some people might get ahead of themselves, but, you know, in our team is like, we always made sure to have, stay like emotional level to be prepared for every game. Then the next game, like, it was kind of like, it wasn't looking so well for us. But we just ended up playing, I don't know, we just ended up outplaying them and we played the map better and stuff. I know people now look at these grand finals and say, oh, right back, they just won because of right back, but <laughs> I feel like they need to they need to actually go and watch the games and look at the Dota and what happened and why we won these games. Because there was like a lot of games like we would be behind, but it doesn't matter. We just, we outplay them. It's not just because of these items. It's also like, the, it wasn't, the item wasn't only there for you guys. It wasn't a secret anymore at that point. Like maybe you can surprise people in the first couple of days of groups or whatever with an item, but then other people catch on, right? Everybody knew what it was, yeah. what to do, and they just, you know, you were just better with it. That's that's playing the game. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People, it's like sometimes, like, the one guy says something, and it sticks, and people kind of keep repeating the same thing over and over. But I feel like sometimes you need to actually go look at back at these things with, like, a clear eye view and see. Yeah, but doing that is too much work for the average player, Soxa. Wraith packed OP, it was deleted from the fucking game. Obviously, it was too good, and only you guys <laughs> used it properly, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then we win the second game. And I just remember even telling people, even after the second game, like, you know, don't get too ahead of yourself. It can happen, like, with Team Spirit, you know? Like, they lose the next two games, like, could have easily lost the, the fifth one as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You gotta make sure you, like, stay on the ball in these things. And it's like the pressure is on them, you know. So you just kind of like play your game, enjoy it. I think like there was even like a moment like in the last game, like we were playing and something, and like there was like some huge fight happening, like a lot of like 
spells happening against like we just kind of ended up surviving with like very low HP like me and plus one. And I just I don't know. I just remember like enjoying the game so much. Like I think even said the game like fucking love this game or some shit. <laughs> so yeah. To me, it was like really important to enjoy these games because you know you may never be able to play them again, and it's kind of my regret. I feel like I was super nervous during the first TI final, so I made sure during this one, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy these games as much mm-hmm. as I can. That's good. So yeah, you win TI. It wasn't how I imagined it would be, to be honest. It was like a different feeling. The feeling I just had was like, is this it? You know, it just <laughs> happened. <laughs> But yeah, super happy, and it was my dream for like the longest time. And I don't know. At some point, I decided in my head like I want to be the best at something in the world. And Dolly became that, and I was glad I was. I'm glad I was able to do it. So yeah. Yeah, I remember running into you in the back halls right after the win, and then I was told five minutes later that I needed to be on stage apparently, and I was wearing shorts and flip flops. So. Oh, very or- <laughs> very organized <laughs> production there uh yeah that oh was uh God. i mean it was a 3-0 you guys dominated definitely deserving of the title i was happy i was gonna be happy either way because rezo was on the other side so somebody from dc well, aui is with you so i guess you guys had the number advantage anyway uh yeah, yeah. definitely happy about that okay so take us through this last year which has been very up and down for both you and Tundra. Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I feel like this last year, it was like the schedule, the way it was, it was like the worst year I think I've played professionally so far. Like, there was like a big break after TF for like two months or something. And then I feel like once we started playing, we never stopped. Like, we played the first DPC, and then there was like another tournament we played after, like some Bed Boom tournament. And then there was the major ride after. And then we come home and it's like, you have two days and then you're playing scrims again to prepare for the next DPC. And then there was the Dream League, which was now, in, like, you know, the year before in the same time, it was like just one DPC in like the six weeks. Now it's like the same DPC plus the Dream League stuff. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, and I felt like it was so much. I mean, to be honest, I feel like I'm not, I'm not trying to blame, like, you know, what happened to me on that, but I feel like it, it also didn't help, you know? And yeah, we um, the second major we played in Berlin. We got top six, and the third DPC comes. We get like first place, and we get like enough points for TI. And it's kind of like what was my goal throughout the whole year. I just wanted to make TI and Riyadh and qualify for both of these events. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after that, I kind of like I don't know something changed. Like I feel like I was kind of done, you know. And then we go to Bali. <clears throat> And this is like when this shit happened to me where I was feeling like mentally super down. I mean, we go to, we land in Bali and the first night I couldn't sleep there at all because I don't know, like I'm kind of sensitive to like noise, especially like some, some noise from some machi- machines and stuff. And we go there and there's like all these noise that you can't like, like turn off and shit. And I couldn't sleep. Like the first night I couldn't sleep. And this was like after like a super long flight. The second night I sleep like only five hours, then I'm changing rooms. The third night I sleep, can't sleep again, like in a different room. So this I'm going on like five hours of sleep in like three days. And at the same time, you're doing media days and you have to like, you know, do all this makeup and shit. You have to smile. You have to like play Dota at the same time. So it was like, I don't know, in the same time, like in my head, I can't like, it really just goes on and on and on and in my head about like how bad I'm feeling or how I can't sleep and it's like, 
I don't know, just all these negative thoughts and emotions going on in my head. And I just, I was just in a very like, uh, like deep hole and I couldn't get out of it while I was there. So I had to quit. So is this something that's happened to you before or is that the first time? Um, not like this. Actually during TIA, like the one we won, like I felt like there was like some points where I had to see a doctor or something mm. because I was feeling like shit. But it was kind of like something different. Also, I also couldn't sleep back then. But I don't know. I like only couldn't sleep for like one day or something. It wasn't like more than that. But yeah, it hasn't. Something like this hasn't really happened to me, I guess. And I mean, that's also kind of why I was kind of like, kind of like panicking, I guess, inside or like whatever. Because like, why the fuck is this shit happening to me? Mm. Just playing some like you know whatever tournament we already qualified for TI. This tournament, I, to me in my head, this tournament didn't even matter at all. And yeah, I don't know. I just just felt like complete shit, and I couldn't like mentally. I was like so out of it. So Bali, you fly home. AUI takes over, right? Yeah. And you guys did well at that tournament, still, didn't you? Or was that a different one? Yeah, they got top three. Yeah, top three. Uh, what was it like watching? Mm, I don't know. I was happy for them. It's proud. Um, happy to see that they could, you know, do so well. Thought maybe I'm shit now, you know. <laughs> Not yet. Okay, um, and then what yeah. happened after that? So there's like the Riyadh tournament coming right after, right? So I had like a week or something home, and I wanted to see like a psychiatrist to talk about this stuff because I had never seen a psychiatrist before this in my life ever, and I couldn't get an appointment like anywhere. I tried to talk to people and I couldn't get it. And I was like thinking of like whether I should play or not, and I was like going back and forth. In the end, I started feeling better, and I thought like maybe I can play it. You know, it's not going to be the same and stuff. And we go to like boot camp in Poland for like a week, and I was feeling kind of fine, like I was feeling like normal. And then like we go to Riyadh, and kind of like similar things start happening. Like like I couldn't sleep like at nights. Like I don't know. Like I started like like after like after talking like about the stuff, I went to see a psychiatrist and started to realize I have like a little bit of OCD. So. Now I understand why this stuff is happening. Like I can be sometimes like obsessive in nature. Mm. So it's like when these bad things start happening, to like uh, like all this anxiety started filling up, and like all these thoughts about like my sleep and stuff. Yeah, I just uh, similar thing happened in Riyadh to what happened in Bali, and yeah, I felt bad that you know it's like kind of like an important tournament, and I had to go home. But you know, I just decided like I can't. It's better they play without me. Like and. Then, like, I don't know, I kind of stay there and, like, try to suffer through it. So we talked in, uh, we did a content piece together, which I don't even yeah. know if it aired. I didn't get to see any of the content anyway. Uh, but you seemed fine. Like, is that just, like, you acting fine? Yeah, sometimes. Huh. I'm just trying to, so it's lack of sleep and... Just overall, like, do you feel stressed as well during this time? Or is it just like you absolutely cannot sleep and it's just miserable? Mm. It's like I don't feel stressed about playing, you know? It's like that's not like uh, what's happening. Like in mm. Bali, like the tournament was like whatever. I could be like get last place. I don't care at all. It's, I don't know. Like I felt stressed like about traveling and going to these hotels and shit and... I don't know. I feel like at some point I decided, in my head, I decided like if there's some like a lot of noise in my room or something, I can't sleep, and that kind of fucked with my head. Mm. And th that way of thinking, it's also like because something like this hadn't happened to me before, and I was kind of like 
this shit happened in Bali and I didn't really have time to kind of recover from it all and to like to see someone or talk to it and try to understand what is happening, you know? So, yeah. I just, it's like the thoughts about sleep and it's like, just had like a, I just didn't feel comfortable even going to my room to sleep at night, you know, it's like, and just in general. So it's like this vicious cycle where you're just thinking about it constantly and it's just making it worse by thinking about it, right? Yeah. And then I like, I even get frustrated because I think about it. Like, why am I thinking about it? And this is like, yeah, it's like a never ending loop and cycle and like, mm. yeah. I oh. still know how to stop it. I appreciate you talking about this. I think talking about this stuff, it, for some reason, like it's not something that I've ever had to think about because I haven't had issues like this before. I've had other issues, of course, that I'm <laughs> very vocal about that uh, maybe aren't as serious. But uh, so you're you're seeing a psychiatrist now to try yeah. to help with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you're feeling progress. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, compared to where I am now, to like a month ago when I came back, it's very different. Mm-hmm. I also started exercising a lot and that stuff is like a lifesaver, you know, like I feel like in the past eight years of, I haven't had like no exercise. And you know, when I was younger, I was playing like sports and stuff all the time. So yeah, this stuff is helping and talking to people and yeah. That's great. So just, uh, so obviously let us know if this is, if there's something you don't want to talk about about this, right? But now that you've mentioned that the the psychiatrist helped you understand or at least get some sort of insight into the whole OCD aspect of things, is that is that something you only experienced with sleep, or did you start seeing patterns in like other things that you did in your everyday life where you were like, oh wow, I'm actually doing this and I didn't even think about it, and now there's like this how to say realization that helps you deal with it because you start understanding other things that were happening to you. Yeah, I did notice like some patterns about some things, like when I would like obsess over like whatever. And yeah, like you said, like I didn't think about it before. And it's like, I didn't even know I'm doing it. And now it's like, you understand, like, that's why you're doing that. And that's why you're thinking this way. So yeah, that, that kind of realization does help a lot for me. That's good to hear. Okay, so you make this announcement that you're not going to participate in Riyadh anymore. So you fly home. uh, And then... Tundra doesn't do well this time without you. And yep. then going, like, when did you have a discussion about TI? Because you guys were already qualified, as you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, the most important thing for me is, like, I don't want the same thing to happen again. Like, I don't want to leave, like, you know, the guys, like, in this last moment, like, you know. Like, I decided, like, I'm going to play TI only if I feel like I'm at 100% and, and I feel like I can play but I felt like during this time, I feel like it's it was better for me to focus on my mental health like a bit more. And I feel like there was something somebody said actually on my Twitter. They said like when you have like these type of problems, it's usually better to get like it's usually good to get ahead of time on it, like to try to solve it first instead mm-hmm. of like trying to kind of like ignore it and uh, try to fix it later. So I decided like you know I'm gonna solve this first, and then we'll see later what happens, you know. And yeah. Okay, so Tundra ends up announcing that you, I mean, you're still technically on the team, I think, right? Well, actually, I'm going to be, like, sort of coaching, like, a bit. Like, I'm going to give, like, some advice on some things, like, uh, during TI now from home. Like, uh, just going to watch some of the replays and stuff and give, like, some input. And, Mm -hmm. 
I'll try to help them that way. But yeah, I'm gonna like be coaching them or whatever from home, I guess. Okay. Sort of. So okay, that's interesting. Uh, so kind of like uh, what OG had for a while <laughs> when they couldn't get other players to yeah. travel or whatever. So did you know about the tops and stuff? I'm guessing you did a decent amount of time before everyone else. Yeah. What What do you think about that? Because we we had a discussion that they they could just try to find a four. Because when you were replaced by AUI, he actually played five and Snaking moved to four. Yeah. And we figured, you know, to make the less, you know, the least disruptive changes possible, it would just try to find another four. What's the reason for getting Topson and having nine switch to four, which is, I mean, I would think is a huge transition, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it definitely can be in like a sh short period of time. I think they wanted to get some four initially, and they were like talking about options. And there were like some options about getting some players from other teams, especially once they're qualified for TI. Mm. I mean, I don't know if I should say this here, but yeah. We almost disbanded like a lot of teams. Oh. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it didn't <Wonderful>. happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't happen because Valve can enforce the rule that uh, the teams that are qualified to for TI can't make any changes. So, I see. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know, there was just, I guess there weren't like a lot of four players available, sort of. And I don't, it's, I wasn't there, but at some point they had a talk and they talked and nine or like whoever said like he can play four. And I feel like that would, that option is like only viable if the guy that, if nine, you know, he thinks he can play four and he sees himself play it. Otherwise, like it's, it's like, it's not going to happen. And yeah, he decided, I guess he can play. And there were like some options about like Thompson or Sumail or someone playing from it. And yeah, uh, they got Thompson. And yeah. So have you have been, you, uh, been coaching uh, nine specifically then? Yeah, the we had the same question pretty much. Uh, a bit, yeah. I'm giving like some thoughts and like some advice on some stuff, like small stuff. And so you're still actively watching their scrims, or is that just from a like broad perspective? It's like I watch their scrims like on my own time. Like I feel like sometimes like when I want to exercise at some point, like I say I have a schedule, I I go exercise first, and then I'm gonna watch them because mm -hmm. I told them like well, the way I'm gonna do this is like. I'm trying to get better first, and then, like, if I have free time, then we'll do it. And yeah, that's kind of how we're doing it. But yeah, mostly helping, like, maybe some nice, some stuff, and uh, mostly, like, talks about, like, playing mid game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think. So obviously, it's going to be really different how <laughs> players who play two play four. Do you think there's something about nine's player identity that makes him a good candidate for the role? Like something, the way he thinks about the game or the way he plays his heroes or something like that compared to oh, other mids? Um, I think the position four role is like kind of the role that has like a, the most freedom, I think, in Dota. And I think he is kind of someone that can strive in that. I feel like if you give the guy a lot of freedom, he can like, he can make a, like a lot of good stuff happen. And I feel like he can thrive in that sense. So I think that would be one of his biggest strengths. And I guess the last topic before we get on to the trivia is what what do you see in your future? I'm guessing you still want to play. Um, I don't know. I've thought about it a lot. And I was actually initially going to take a break after this TI, like anyway, because mm -hmm. I felt like I actually wanted to take a break after we won TI, but I kind of decided to like play one more year. And I was going to take a break, but... 
I think like I'm not done in Dota. Like I feel like there's still a part of me that kind of like left things like unfinished. I guess you could say. And I might play more. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I might not. I might just retire. It's like I don't really know that much in that sense. Like I'm kind of like just living in the moment, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, other than that, I guess I've had like some investments and stuff, and I'm kind of probably gonna be more involved in that. And hey, weren't I'm you doing like, like a farm or something? What was it again? We're gonna make a winery. Oh yeah, winery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, there's like three businesses we have, and the winery is gonna be like the third one. But yeah. So yeah, there's a lot to be managed, I guess, and I can be involved as much as I want. But I can also play Dolias. But right now, I don't know. It's like for me, it's like kind of nice to have like free time for the first time in like a long time, and kind of like enjoy life and do things because I feel like when I was playing, I couldn't do that so much. So yeah. I'm just kind of doing that, you know, just having a life and just seeing where it goes. But yeah. Making a winery. So what? Uh, cool. What do you spend your free time on then? Like, if somebody, you know, this is something that I, I don't know how much we've talked about this, but obviously, when people go hard on Dota, they go really hard. This game takes everything out of you if you want to play on the top level. So, is there something you always wanted to do that you're like, oh, now finally I can do this, or this is just, you know, like, what do you spend your time on then? Uh, playing epics. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> I mean, that was also kind of something I was surprised about. Like, you spent, you have so much energy going to this game and so much time you spent all these days playing. And now it's like, I have all this energy, but I don't play Dota, so I don't have something to put it into. So it's like, I'm kind of like, I need to find things. Like, otherwise, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of like super bored. But yeah, I mean, I was furnishing my home um, about like a TV. This was my first time having a TV, a PS5. Um, I was playing some games on it. Um, I was hanging out with friends and I'm like exercising every day, like walking or running and stuff. And yeah, climbing ranks in Apex. I'm going to be an Apex pro probably soon. (laughs) Good luck with that. Yeah, he's good at shooters, Shannon. Maybe you should try to get this guy on your CS2 team. Yeah. I hear you need some boosting for your atrocious rank. Yeah, my rank is pretty awful. Uh, (laughs) It would be really funny if he calibrated and just got higher than you. I really want this to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Uh, do you have any other topics that you want us to discuss before we get on to trivia? Because that's all I had written down. Um, I guess not. Okay. Well, appreciate I you think... being open with like the mental health stuff. I think that's been a taboo in the past for some reason, like I said, and uh, I know it's not the easiest thing to talk about. So appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely think people should kind of like take care of themselves more before they get into a problem. Especially, I feel like this year, like this, the way this year was, it was like so intense. And I feel like there was going to be a lot of players that are going to be like burnt out. So mm-hmm. they need to take care of themselves. Yes, oh, yeah. I did. Also, it, it, shout it out sounds... to PyCat. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry what did PyCat say? Uh, I don't know. I just felt like I need to mention him because I feel like he was one of the first guys that believed in me, like like mm-hmm. a lot. And I feel like it helped me a lot during my career. And yeah, just wanted to mention it. Yeah, I just I just wanted to say I think um, the message for everybody that has some sort of thing they're struggling with the mental health of not letting it get to a point of critical mass I think is really is really good to hear from you as well right because like people will often think someone who's at the top of any field is you know living the dream or is immune to certain things happening to them because we have this like idolized 
or idyllic view of the world where, all right, when if you're the world champion, you know, everything must be amazing, right? But yeah. it can happen to anyone and for any reason. And the fact that you are not, how to say, I really want to commend you for choosing not to play, as weird as that might sound, because I think it has to be for a lot of people a really tough choice to make. But the fact that you're looking after yourself first and foremost, I think, is a really good move. So I just wanted to say that. And I think that's really inspiring and that other people should consider that in whatever they do in life, not just, you know, pro gaming or whatever. So yeah. thank you for that. That's good. Agreed. Okay, let's get on to some trivia to end this episode. Uh, Cinderin, this is mm. a binary question. Soxa could Oof. not come up with four choices. Uh, did Soxo win or lose more land finals? Lose. Is this true? That was too I, fast. I, 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 I mean, you, you, <laughs> you did give us a really good detailed breakdown just now. So that was probably a bit too easy, I guess. Uh, yeah. You went over, yeah. yeah, we got second again. Yeah, no, we got second again. <laughs> no, we got second again. Oh. Yeah, the first it's thing he said memory. when I saw him after the TI win, he's like, finally, <laughs> finally, I won. <laughs> Like, yep. If you would have asked me before this episode, I think I would have had a tough time answering because I remember your wins as well, right? So it would have probably been kind of close. Do you know what Maybe the stats it was, are? Uh, I think I've won like four lands. And I, I just remember in the first two years of playing, I lost like five or something. And then I kind of lost count after that. Okay. <laughs> <You> lost count. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a nice problem to have too. Yeah, Forget sure. how many second places you got. That's yeah, that's pretty nice. Soxa, how many siblings does Cinderin have? Zero, one, two, or three? Two. That's incorrect. I have one older brother. It's actually similar to you. He's six and a half years older than me. And the whole like experience of growing up with a PC and playing games and whatnot is very similar to yours. Like he would get a computer or he would have the bigger room and then we would play together on the PC in his room. So it was very very oh. similar for me. In my case, you'll be like waiting for him to finish so I can play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of. We were kind of taking turns. It was the same thing. Uh, Cinderin, what is Soxa's favorite fruit? Banana, peach, pear, or fig? Did you come up with these four options yourself, or did Shannon give any of them? No, I came up with it. All right, then it's fig. It is. What the <laughs> hell? How did you know, Cinderin? <laughs> because nobody would suggest that one as one of the four unless it was the real one. <laughs> okay, true. maybe I made it too obvious. He's metagaming you. My goodness. Figs are amazing. Like if, Shan if Shannon came up with the answers, it could be anything because he's just pure <laughs> chaos with these questions. But here there's probably some logic. You know? That's true. I see. <laughs> uh, Soxa, which of the following drinks can Cinderin not stand? Gin and tonic, Guinness, Grappa, whatever the fuck that is, or whole milk. Wait, can I ask what is Grappa first? Uh, it's a byproduct you get at wine production. It's like a 40% pretty strong alcohol. Hmm. Um, and the Grappa, I guess? No, that is incorrect. I cannot stand tonic water it is terrible mm. it is the worst drink in the whole world is tonic water and therefore i don't like gin and tonic either i just can't interesting drink tonic water mm. i was not gonna guess gin and tonic it's so awful. i guess i'm really bad at this absolutely awful 
I mean, to be fair, it would be really random if you knew this about me. So, I don't blame <laughs> yeah, th this is where Sinner's really scraping the barrel with questions because we've asked so many for him over the yeah, years. Yeah, every time we have a guest, I need to come up with two new things. So, unfortunately, we're we've been through a lot of the better ones. I was going to say good, but I probably haven't made a good. No, one. there has not been the, one the good better. one. I mean, I had trouble coming up with like three questions the first time just now, so I can understand. <laughs> All right, last question for each of you, Sinnerin. How did Soxa fracture his foot? Was it walking down the stairs, handball, aka playing handball? Did he get into a fight, or was he skateboarding? Hmm. I'm gonna say handball. Yes. That's correct. <laughs> wow, Cinderin's so good. I, I guess the other ones were kind of ridiculous, so I don't know. I don't know. It's I would have like, guessed uh, walking down the stairs because it's so ridiculous yeah, that I just I mean, had to one. choose it. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, how would someone who's coming... It's, it's the similar to the previous questions. Like, If someone's coming up with answers for this, would they think of handball as something you would get a foot injury from? I mean, the original, I you know? originally thought like playing a sports game. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of convinced me to change it. I though. convinced him mm. because he put skateboarding, which is technically a sport. That is also... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I said playing a sports game. Yeah, you can't play a skateboard game, Shannon. Maybe sure. in the U.S. There, there's probably in points Europe. involved, I think. We don't play skateboard games So here. tell us the story about how you fractured your foot. It's very boring, but um, I remember like I was I was like uh, attacking and I jumped at some point. It was, and my jump is like super short, like very small, like one centimeter jump. <laughs> I jumped, I slipped, like I fell on my foot. I didn't even think I fractured. I thought it was like some normal, like, it just hurt. I couldn't stand up. Mm. And one other thing I remember is my one of my best friends laughing his ass off in the stands because I thought he thought I was, like, making this shit up. And when I was, like, walking, like, uh, crawling back, you know, I don't know. Yes, but, yeah. I thought he was laughing because he was like, why did you jump? You don't need to jump. You could <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, that, that's I just a, remember how, how bad was the break? Um, I I had like a. It wasn't too bad. It was like I don't know, it was just a fracture. Like it wasn't too bad, but I was like, I needed to wear like a cask for. I so I was supposed to wear it for like three weeks, but I wore it for two weeks, and then like for like a month after, like it hurt, but it wasn't too bad. See, that's a more legitimate way to break your foot than me. The only time I broke a bone was I went to a land party. Oh. <laughs> I went to a land party. That's, that's the story. That's it. Just no, no <laughs> Went to a land party at somebody's house and uh, they wanted to pull a prank. I don't know. I didn't know these people very well. They wanted to pull a prank on somebody and get into a big box and ring their doorbell and bounce, like spring out. So, in order to do that, we had to get into their car to get to the location. And it was a pickup truck. And for some reason, people were hanging on the back. So I hung on the back of the pickup truck. And then he started going. So I'm like, holy shit. Okay, I guess I'm holding on. And then halfway there, uh, as he's driving, I put my foot over the railing because I want to try to get in because I'm fucking scared. And then he taps the brakes and then hits the gas again. And I just do a somersault off. And I fracture my, my ankle. Uh, so that I was, was fun. fortunate it didn't get any worse than that. Oh, it, it glass half full way of thinking. Well, my my ankle really now, bad. my ankle 
I got a concussion as well, and my ankle now makes a cracking sound every single time that I take a, a step. Every single... Like, I can't sneak up on Nikki, which I love to do, by the way. Just scare the shit out of her. But she can hear my ankle cracking every time. It's <laughs> like walking towards her. How have I not noticed this? I've walked next to you a lot. Because we're outside usually. And it's more obvious when I'm not wearing shoes because that's going to insulate the, the sound I or see. Something. Okay, so you need to walk barefoot. Okay. And it's easier when it's barefoot. Anyway, that was just a random story. All right, Soxa. What is Cinderin's dog's name when translated to English? Is it tomato, carrot, leek, or onion? Oh, he has not watched the guest episode, Shannon. He has not. Um, carrot? No. Incorrect. O for three... Where Cinderin went three and oh. Unbel this is oh, the he, biggest blowout, actually. He's, he's well-practiced, what can I say? Yeah, I, I, I really prepared for this one. I What's the answer, Cinderin? It is Onion. Uh, I was going to go Onion. It's a beautiful okay. dog's name. Beautiful. Translated as Loy. Correct? Loy. Loy. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you, Soxa, for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and, well, your haters as well, maybe? Anybody out there? No, uh, just want to say thanks. And it was nice to see people support me, especially when I had some hard times. And it's crazy to see how many people like, come out to say nice things. So thankful for that. Yeah. And... Keep going. Sorry. And uh, support Tundra TI. Support Tundra TI. All right. Thanks, Soxa, again. Appreciate you being so open about everything. Hope for the best for you, as always, because uh, as I've talked about publicly, when I've talked about the team many a time, you were one of my favorite players. Very, I think you're the easiest person, probably, that we... I'm trying to think, is that... Out of all the people that I had to manage, which I guess in the end isn't that much since I only did it for a couple of years, but you had zero drama... Uh, very easy, like easy going. The only thing that you complained about was food occasionally, and that's because you don't like sugar. Apparently, it's fine. We'll get over that at some point. But uh, yeah, you're you're a good guy. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, making us put you on the podcast. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I also want to say thank you for everything. And uh, thanks for bringing me to the U.S. for the first time. Yeah, I adopted and you. And showing me Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Chipotle. Not sponsored. Sponsoring this episode yet. He actually, but he actually <laughs> didn't like Chipotle that much. It was just the only food you gave him without sugar. <laughs> like, oh, this is the best. You know? That's right. All right. Until <laughs> next time, Suns fan Sooner and Socks are signing out. Peace. Bye-bye. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Subscribe. Yeah.